the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, we move into uh, a Wednesday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show, and what an edition today uh, will be. Boy, I thought I had the show all ready to go 15 minutes ago. That changed when the story broke that Justice Kennedy was retiring from the Supreme Court. That changed everything I wanted to talk about, basically, today. Because we know that the Supreme Court uh, came up with a big decision today uh, dealing with labor unions and uh, huge, huge uh, conservative victory on on that one and uh, a huge uh, defeat for the Democrats when they ruled that public sector unions cannot force some 5 million government workers to pay mandatory fees. Uh, Alito found the practice violates the uh, Constitution. He led the five-justice majority opinion, compelling individuals to mouth support for views they find objectionable, violates that cardinal constitutional command, And in most contexts, any such effort would be universally condemned. This is the biggest victory for workers' rights in a generation, according uh, to the attorney for the plaintiff. The uh, First Amendment guarantees each of us as individuals the right to choose which groups we will and won't support with our money. And today the Supreme Court recognized that no one should be forced to give up that right just to be allowed to work in government. Uh, a 1977 Supreme Court precedent called Abood versus Detroit Board of Education allows public sector unions to collect administrative fees from government workers to cover the cost of collective bargaining. But it went way beyond that. I mean, that may have been what the law uh, was set up to do, but it became more than just that. Many state and local governments designated a single union as their exclusive bargaining partner, meaning that all public employees are bound by the contractual agreements that labor leaders reach with public officials. These so-called agency fees protect union shops from the free rider problem in which non-unionized workers enjoy the benefits of membership without having to enroll in a union. Abood also provides that agency fees may only be used for contract negotiations. They cannot finance political expenditures. Hmm. That has not been the case. A lot of money going uh, to support uh, political, uh, ideological thought, uh, from those fees. And uh, conservative jurists have had to pet peeve with it. They argue it draws a meaningless distinction. Collective bargaining is an inherently political process, meaning government workers are made to subsidize speech, which which uh, they 
disagree in violation of the First Amendment. Now, Wednesday's case, today's case was occasioned when a child support specialist in the Illinois Department of Health Care and Family, Mark Janice, brought a suit against the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, which deducts a fee from his monthly paycheck. Alito forcefully rejected Abood's typical justifications, the maintenance of labor, peace, and the free rider problem. The decision concludes that long-standing fears of disorder and union rivalry have proved unfounded as time uh, progressed. What's more, labor's duty to represent non-members in contract negotiations does not depend on those agency fees, Alito argued, as evidenced by numerous jurisdictions where forced fees are not collected. So bottom line is um, Janice won uh, in this, uh, this case. Those fees won't be collected from his check and thus don't have to be collected from anybody's checks. So that, that was a huge, huge decision, and I was planning on to spend about a half hour talking about it. i just give you the information right now uh, on it, and let's talk about what this whole Kennedy thing means for the court. Justice Kennedy announced his retirement uh, just about, oh, I don't know, an hour or so ago. Uh, he is a, you know, he's been there for a generation. Reagan put him on court. I think, what, 88, maybe 87 uh, he went on. So he's been there for a long, long time. He said that for a member of the legal profession, it is the highest honor to serve on this court. Please permit me by this letter, this is a letter to the president, to express my profound gratitude for having had the privilege to seek in each case how best to know, interpret, and defend the Constitution. Now, few justices uh, in the past loom as big as what Kennedy has uh, been in the history of the Supreme Court. Uh, he has been the object of... Uh, of uh, political uh, craziness, to be honest. I mean, he is a guy that you just didn't know which way he was going to land. He had a huge libertarian streak in him. So you just didn't know what he was going to do for the most part. He wasn't conservative as well. Uh, And uh, Kennedy led narrow majorities on landmark decisions on gay rights. He was the one who was the deciding vote on gay marriage, abortion, the First Amendment, and Guantanamo Bay detainees. Dignity and civility were the center of uh, his uh, uh, jurisprudence when he wrote his opinions. He saw those values emanating from the deepest recesses of the Constitution which provide a single unity to its divergent threads. Uh, The justice revived the principles, for instance, in today's or yesterday's travel ban case, where he tacitly admonished President Trump in a short concurring opinion that many saw as a valedictorian message. Quote, is an urgent necessity that officials adhere to these constitutional guarantees and mandates 
in all their actions, even in the sphere of foreign affairs, he wrote. An anxious world must know that our government remains committed always to the liberties the Constitution seeks to preserve and protect so that freedom extends outward and lasts. Many times uh, he's been very verbose and uh, dramatic in his opinions and in his writing. A lot of people didn't like that. Uh, A lot of people said it confused what he believed about the law. The late Justice Antonio Scalia famously dragged Kennedy uh, for descending into the mystical aphorisms of the fortune cookie. In uh, Ogilfell versus Hodges, the Kennedy decision which legalized same-sex marriage. In that vein, Chief Justice John Roberts called a section of Kennedy's Oberfell opinion difficult to follow in his own dissent in that case. Other observers say that, uh, you know, his prose was typical of a justice supremely confident in his own abilities, yet prone to long bouts of crippling uh, indecision. Again, Kennedy was a Ronald Reagan appointee. He served on the high court now, close, uh, if not, and now is 30 years. He was selected to succeed Justice Lewis Powell after Reagan's first two nominees, which were Douglas Ginsburg and one of my favorite justices that didn't make it to the Supreme Court, Judge Robert Bork, met chilly receptions in Washington. Now, Democrats styled Bork as an, uh, a reactionary, rejected his nomination in a humiliation floor vote. And uh, that's still to this day uh, when you want to talk about taking it on the chin just because of political uh, infighting, they say you've gotten Borked. Uh, while Ginsburg withdrew after accounts of his past marijuana use, appeared in the press. Kennedy's retirement will prompt what I believe is going to be probably the most ferocious confirmation battle that we've had in recent memory, maybe as contentious as Clarence Thomas's. I mean, it may, it, it's, it's good possibility it's going to be just like that or even Robert Bork. Uh, his departure under a Republican president places the rights long-eluded Supreme Court majority now within our reach. Uh, We could end up with a majority of conservative judges uh, on the Supreme Court, which, uh, you know, uh, judges tend to stay on the Supreme Court 20, 25, 30, 35 years, sometimes longer. So you're looking at a generation, a generational change. And believe me, the Democrats will fight with every thing at their disposal. They will, they're they going to leave it all on the field on this one, folks. If you thought the battle against Neil Gorsuch was big, you ain't seen nothing. This is going to be huge, as the president would say. president's already said he's looking forward to uh, announcing a new or another person to take Kennedy's place. Uh, he's got that list. It will be interesting to see who he pulls off of that list uh, as as his pick for a new Supreme Court.
Court Justice. We'll talk more about it in a moment. I put in a a quick uh, shout-out to Robert Steinbach, see if he'll join us and uh, talk a little bit about this as well. We'll continue in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, if you want a career working outdoors, serving the community, then I need you to listen up here for a moment. If you want to make a difference in the community, then uh, you want to turn your attention to PI Roofing. They're hiring. If you're detail-oriented, you strive to do the right thing. If you want a career with a a leading company and can work with your hands, you thrive in the outdoors, you need to join the team of PI Roofing Home Solutions because they're expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow. You know, you want to come and build your future with them, uh, you know, by uh, joining up with them. PI Roofing Home Solutions has career opportunities right now in their commercial roofing and service division, their residential roofing and service division, and in their home solutions division. So they're asking if you'd like to make a difference, to make that difference with them so that you can climb your ladder to success with PI Roofing. Apply for the openings at PI Roofing uh, at piroofing.com or give them a call and talk to them, 501-707-3551. That's uh, 501-707-3551. And i got to tell you what, it's a great organization. Joel Johnson's got a great, great business in PI Roofing, so be very uh, we'll find that to, it's really a great opportunity for you to get in on the ground floor with them and uh, to work with them. All right, so who are some people that the president might be looking at? Well, you remember the last time uh, when Gorsuch was nominated, there were a couple of names, big names, uh, that were out there. One was Judge William Pryor. Now, Pryor... Uh, is a, let's just put it this way, this guy is a staunch conservative. He reminds me a lot of Bork, in fact. Um, he's 54, sits on the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, he's publicly condemned the Supreme Court's decision in Roe v. Wade. He called that ruling, quotes, the worst abomination of constitutional law in our history. Now, I can tell you right now that if he's nominated, just that particular uh, statement that was made by Pryor is going to light the left on fire. I mean, they are going to go absolutely crazy if if he's nominated. Pryor has voted uh, against the Affordable Care Act contraceptive mandate. He has voted to uphold a strict voter ID law. He is Alabama's attorney general. Now, uh, Pryor successfully prosecuted and removed Alabama Chief Justice Roy Moore when Moore refused to obey a federal court order to remove a Ten Commandments monument from the state judicial building. Pryor evidently had no problem with the monument thought it was constitutional, however, said that a federal court order must be obeyed. 
and uh, removed removed, uh, more because of it. He served as the Attorney General of Alabama from 1997 until 2004. He was nominated to the 11th Circuit by President George W. Bush, was eventually confirmed after an initial filibuster and then a a recess appointment. So just with those two things, with the, the way he feels about Roe v. Wade, that he was eventually confirmed, but not before there was an initial filibuster and then a recess appointment. Just telling you, uh, if if he's the nominee uh, to fill the position of the Kennedy he's leaving, uh, the left will come at him roaring. I mean, they will do probably just about anything they can uh, to keep uh, this uh, this guy out of the, uh, the the Supreme Court. Couple of other names that are out there: uh, Judge Diane Sykes. She's fifty nine. She serves as a judge on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. Nominated by Bush back in '03, confirmed in '04. Sykes has a broad view. Uh, and like seems to be a person who has no problem with the Second Amendment, has written that Obamacare's contraceptive mandate uh, violates the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Sykes is viewed as one of the most conservative judges on the Seventh Circuit, also authored an opinion uh, prohibiting a state university from revoking the charter of a religious group that excluded gays and uh, lesbians. Uh, She's a Wisconsin native, a graduate of Marquette Law School, holds a degree in uh, journalism from Northwestern. Prior to her service on the Seventh Circuit, she was a justice on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, a lawyer in private practice, and a state trial judge. Judge uh, Joan Larson was named to the Michigan Supreme Court in September of 2015. November 2016 won a statewide election to retain the seat through the end of 2018. Before that, Larson was on the University of Michigan Law School faculty for more than a decade. She served as uh, in the Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel during the George W. Bush administration, where she was a Deputy Assistant Attorney General. She was a former clerk for Antonia uh, Scalia, and Larson wrote in a February New York Times op-ed that, quote, it is difficult to imagine anyone filling the gap that Scalia left. And uh, one more uh, that uh, is out there, Judge Stephen Colleton, uh, 54, nominated to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals by President Bush back in 03. Confirmed by the Senate, 94 to 1. He's from Iowa, attended Princeton and then Yale. Clerk for Chief Justice Rehnquist. Spent eight years as an assistant U.S. attorney. Then U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Iowa. Stints at the Office of Legal Counsel. And as a lawyer in Ken Starr's Office of Independent Counsel. And he has worked in private practice as a civil litigator. Uh, another person that's in there, Mike Lee, a senator. 
he's on that on the list. Uh, the president has said that he will choose his next nominee from the list of 27 names that he has left after Gorsuch was off that list. So um, we know some of these names. They're out there. Uh, we'll see what happens and how long it's going to take the president to determine who he's going to put up. All right, news is next. Let's get to that and uh, find out uh, what's happening in the world. Get 60 seconds of that. We'll do that right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, we thought this was going to just be a long, dull summer. <laughs> you know, Russ, we thought it was just going to be a dull summer, you know, while we waited for the November elections. Yeah, oh, you're good. talking about that. I was thinking about last night, though. It wasn't dull last night. No, well, I'll get to the to the hogs winning last night, but I mean that's that's a big deal. I agree, but Kennedy retiring is a huge deal. Yeah, that's mammoth. That's just a huge deal, and uh, this this gives the the conservatives a real chance of making a huge impact on the court. Of course, you, you just never know when you put somebody on the court exactly what you're going to get. I mean, you know, they thought Kennedy was going to be a, just a staunch, staunch, staunch conservative. And little did everybody know he had this uh, just wild uh, side to him, uh, this libertarian side that that was uh, in his uh, in his mind as well. And uh, he kind of went off the reservation a couple of times and and joined the liberals uh, on some very big cases. Now Trump has a chance to put another person on there who is uh, a conservative. I'll be interested to see who they come up with. And, uh, you know, what words are the liberals are going to be able to use? We're going to talk about this in the next hour. I got... um, Mark Lautner coming on from uh, the RNC. We're going to talk to him for about 10 minutes about how the, the left has become just totally unhinged. I mean, did have you seen some of the things that they're saying? I mean, have you seen some of the things? Uh, was it Rob Reiner and his wife were on uh, television literally talking about uh, we who are conservatives, we who – he said the people – Rob Reiner said, "If you voted for Trump, it just goes to show that you're racist. You're just to- you're just racist because you don't want brown people in the United States, and that's just such BS. But it's the way that the people out in Hollywood seem to think of all of us here in flyover country. You know, we're we're Neanderthals. We're we're people that uh, are stuck." Uh, in in the in the uh, you know before the Civil War and the way that you know we look at black people and so it's just it's nuts, absolutely nuts. You got Waters out there t- telling we need mob you know mobs to show up uh, when any people from the uh, Trump administration shows up at a at a restaurant and 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 going on and on and on. I mean, they are unhinged. No doubt about it. I mean, Pelosi's been unhinged for as long as I can remember. But uh, the left is, they just don't know. There was a guy wrote an article. I forget what magazine it was from. 
But he made the statement, Russ, that what we were going to see is a throwback to the early 70s of that type of radical revolutionary yeah you know put the put the fist up there you know you got it right got it right of radical uh, people i mean you know heirs people like that the weather underground he says that the, those people are on the way back bombings are going to go uh, to, he made the statement it's not me this this is a writer. I'll find this. I'll, I'll find his article and and read some of it to you because it's 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 very concerning uh, about what he had to uh, what he had to to say, what he was predicting, and what he was hoping would happen. I mean, he was hoping this stuff would happen. He really wanted it to come about again. Um, you know, here uh, in in America. You know, they bombing the you know the Pentagon, bombing uh, universities again, and things of that nature. It's um, didn't that happen on nine eleven? Well, yeah, that that not a little bit different. What they're saying, you know, this guy was just talking. Oh, about, I realize they want a civil war to start right now. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. It's really crazy. This guy wants. He wants domestic terrorism back again. I mean, they 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 want the weather underground. If you don't if you don't remember the weather underground, and you probably don't if you're if you're younger than fifty five, you may not even remember it then. Uh, but uh, was not good, not good. Had some bombs didn't go off. Luckily, would have killed a lot of people. You know, trying to bomb the Pentagon, trying to bomb, uh, uh, what was it, uh, stations where people could go and, and join up in the military, recruitment stations and things of that nature. Uh, again, blew up, uh, uh, there was a um, a teacher, seems that it was University of, of Wisconsin in Madison, blew up uh, the office there. I mean, there's a lot of things that went off. I mean, during 71, 72, 73, I think there was like 2,000 bombings in the United States. Now, some of that was uh, dealing with Puerto Rico. Um, a lot of people won't even remember that. Uh, but uh, people who believed that the United States wanted to make uh, Puerto Rico the 51st state, uh, they were fighting uh, for their, quote, independence and we're setting off bombs at that time as well. So this is this is what this is what the left has been uh, reduced to, and, and what they're up to. I think we're going to you know we're going to see more of this. We're going to talk about it, like I said in the, in the next hour. We're going to talk some about that. But there is a huge there's a huge war brewing uh, over uh, and. Uh, Anthony Kennedy leaving the Supreme Court and his replacement. The left is going to pull out all the stops. And and look, the, the Democrat Party is going further and further uh, to the left. Uh, last night, you know, everybody's going crazy because 
this uh, huge upset that happened up uh, in New York, the leading House Democrat. Uh, you know, he lost Joe Crowley in New York's 14th district. Uh, 10-term Democratic, uh, uh, you know, uh, congressman upset by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think is how she pronounces her name. She's 28 years old. A year ago, she was a bartender. Uh, today, she is a Democrat challenger uh, for Congress. And uh, it's it's big. She is an avowed socialist. If you look, take a look at her her uh, uh, banner for her election. It looks like something uh, of a prop from Evita. It's what it looks like. In New York's 19th district, Democratic lawyer Antonio Del, uh, Delgado won his primary. He takes on incumbent uh, Republican uh, Congressman John Fazzo. Nonpartisan election analysts uh, consider the race a toss-up now. and uh, But this lady that, that won, she's hardcore socialist. Okay, so Robert's got about 10 minutes. Robert Steinbach does. He's joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Kennedy's retiring, bud. What, uh, what's your thoughts? Well, this is, this is a big change. This is a big deal. And by the way, for all the people that might have been on the fence or conservative or right of center and voted for Donald Trump, this is why you did it. It's not even the last one. It's not, the Gorsuch one, of course, we knew it was coming. But this is why you did it. Kennedy is the fence sitter on the court. Sometimes he goes left. Sometimes he goes right. And on some really major things, he's gone left. And a bunch of folks on the right, needless to say, weren't too happy about that. Uh, Donald Trump, there's no question, will replace him with a conservative. Just to be clear, doesn't mean every conservative, every Republican is going to get an outcome in the court that they love. But we will have a far more consistently conservative interpretation of the Constitution and the laws in general as a consequence of filling this seat. Because remember, Gorsuch filled Scalia. That was conservative for conservative. Uh, Kennedy is is half and half. He's half conservative, half liberal. It just depends on the issue. Uh, and And... He's really not terribly theoretical about it, not terribly principled about it. So it's it's usually a coin toss. You don't know which way it's going to fall. Uh, and now when we replace it, uh, replace Kennedy with a true conservative, there will be a lot more predictability and, of course, a lot more conservative outcomes. Yeah, it's there's some people. He said the president has said that he is going to pick his nominee from that list of 27 that he had that he picked Gorsuch from. So it's right, now a right. list of 26. You think that he picks goes with that guy from Alabama? I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I Look, it's as he, good a guess as any. But, it will uh, be a war if he does. I think, there's, I think there's a lot of truth to that, exactly. But uh, what he is doing, for sure, is he's picking from this list that he promised to. In other words... Time and time again, uh, President Trump has given a promise of, of something he's going to do, and he's following through with it. And they're saying, oh, well, he didn't do this. He didn't. I, I'm not saying 100%. No politician, politician does 100%, by the way. But 
unlike so many others, he made the promise, for example, we're going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, and guess what? He followed through, and then people were like, what? You said so when you did it? And that's what he's doing. This is another example, and he's far more consistent, far more consistent than virtually any, if not all, politicians in the past when they've made uh, promises. So it, it, you, you get, you're getting what you know you're getting. You're getting what is you're told you're getting, and that's a good thing. That's the way politics should be. Hey, I'm offering something from column A. The, my opponent's offering something from column B. You decide which you prefer. Hmm. Yeah, I here's here's what's coming out now. They're saying sources indicate there are six federal appeals court judges that are under consideration. Thomas mm-hmm. Hardiman, who, if I remember, was a finalist with Gorsuch. He was one of the names that were being bantied around. Thomas mm-hmm. Hardiman, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy uh, Barrett, Amol mm-hmm. Thapar, Joan Larson and Raymond Kethledge are uh, six names. And, of course, those are six names that are being bandied around, but who knows who else is in in there and they're looking at. Thapar, mm-hmm. Barrett, and Larson were all nominated by Trump himself to their current positions, and Hardiman mm-hmm. and Thapar were both finalists for the seat that went to now Justice Neil Gorsuch and were personally interviewed by the president. Oh, that's interesting. That's, obviously, that's at least some indication that he likes those folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all else being equal, if this were a horse race, uh, we would uh, give them slightly better odds at winning, right? Um, yeah, uh, I would. The, the, yeah, yeah, I'm with right? you. The, you know, one it's, of the it, fellows it, it's, that you mentioned. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. David. No, no, you finish, you finish up. I was going to say, one of the fellows you mentioned, I, I forget the name already, is out of Utah, uh, and he uh, has a very good reputation. And he also, of course, remember Utah is Senator Hatch. Senator Hatch has a lot of gravitas when it comes to judicial appointments. So there's some uh, political uh, considerations there as well. Yeah, Mike but, Lee has been considered. He's on that list right. of 25. Lee, right. the senator, right. and his brother, That's who's right. a Utah Supreme Court justice, is uh, uh, is is on that list. Right, right. No, the, the, look, the, the, the fact that Trump has said he was going to go with the list and did so last time, and he's going to do it again. Uh, that's that's great. There's no surprise. No. Uh, it's not a game here, uh, and he's, he's fulfilling his pledges. That's what you want if you vote for a candidate. Now, of course, if you're in the opposition, you don't want him to fulfill his pledges. But that's part of the reason you see all of these leftists uh, having their faces melt, uh, going uh, bonkers, because... Trump's doing, in large measure, what he said he was going to do. And they're like, wait, what? What? You're actually keeping your word on that? We didn't think you actually meant it. So uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is good news for the conservative movement. Man, I, have not, I haven't watched any television yet. I, I'm, tonight, I might just keep it on CNN and MSNBC and CNBC right. just to watch them go, just have a meltdown on television. Well, I, 
during election night, I watched Colbert. I think he had a special on Showtime. Uh, and it was all comedic and funny, and he literally had comedians and other all, others on to talk. And then those two MSNBC commentators uh, who were running back and forth between there and I think the Hillary presumed party for winning, mm-hmm. which obviously didn't take place. And then sort of midway through the show, and the show was marginally funny. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Um, and midway through the show, they start showing the fact that Trump is winning. And they bring these commentators on, and the, 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 their comments are to the effect of, well, there's a chance Hillary could win. And it became real dour. There was no more comedians coming out. There was no more jokes. That's when I started to find it funny, because it was hilarious to watch the faces melt of the leftists who so presumed the outcome, were so sure that she was going to win. She was so sure that she was going to win that she went to states that she had already locked up because she tried to increase the number of voters in those states instead of going to the swing states. So she played it wrong, and now I think I even saw last night on television how she was going through her litany of excuses. It was this. It was that. By the way, she's got five different reasons, at least, for why she lost, but all the leftists on TV keep saying it was Russia. It can't be five reasons uh, <laughs> and Russia alone. You, you really have to decide on which excuse you are going, are going to use for losing the election. By the way, I can't pin down, nobody can pin down precisely every individual factor that goes into how voters decide, because it's human behavior. Um, But this claim that, oh, she basically had it, but for X or only, or but for Mm -hmm. Y only, is silly. It's too complicated. Yeah, I I agree. I I see that she's out on the stump now saying we need to get rid of the Electoral College. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yes, of course. Unbelievable. By the way, there is a perfectly uh, good argument for getting rid of it. I'm not saying I support getting rid of it, but there's a, a reasonable argument for getting rid of it. There's a reasonable argument argument for keeping it. But here's the problem. She's a lousy messenger because she's so transparent that she wants to get rid of it because she blames that for losing <laughs> the election. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's the one it's the one person you don't want as the advocate for that cause because it's so disingenuous. And by the way, part of the reason, and I think probably the, the largest reason, although I still won't say it's the dispositive reason, I'm not sure there is a dispositive reason, but a good portion of the reason she lost the election is because we don't trust anything she says. She does not come off as believable. By the way, I, I need to ask you a question. This lady who upset Crowley uh, right. in, in, for House Democrat to, to run uh, in, right. in, in uh, the 14th District, have you seen her her political banners by any chance i have not i know nothing about her other than what i saw last night when she you know kind of the big news take a take a look they they look like they came off the set of evita oh isn't that funny isn't that funny because she's she's a big time socialist yeah, the left has been adopting, and we saw this quite successfully, mind you, so I, I give credit where credit's due, with Obama, right? He had those posters posters with his face sort of up in the air, yeah. that kind of iconic imagery from almost like the 60s. So, yeah, they're, they're really adopting kind of this socialist imagery. I remember when my father was alive, uh, he uh, lived under communist rule during the Soviet Union during World War II, uh, uh, and uh, he said it was all about the uh, indoctrination. It was all about uh, this kind of massive 
seeding of the psyche by the state. And these are very similar images that were used back then. All right. I'll let you go. We'll get back together on Monday. There'll be more. to. We'll definitely have something to talk about on Monday. There's no doubt. No doubt. God bless. Talk to you later. All right. Robert Steinbach, law professor over UALR. His opinions, his opinions alone, not that of the the university, or the law school. Don't forget about Holland Bottom Farms. You can pick up squash, zucchini, eggplant, cucumbers. How about bell, banana, or jalapeno peppers? Plus, they're also picking tomatoes. They've got cantaloupes there. I got three of their cantaloupes over the weekend. They were outrageously good. They also have fresh blueberries and blackberries. They've got the new uh, purple tomatoes there that you can buy. Those are really good as well because I picked up some on the weekend as well. Fresh from the farm to your table, that's Holland Bottom Farm on 321 in Cabot. All right, I need to get out of here. we got uh, some news coming your way. After the news, we have different people uh, that are going to join us, and we're going to talk about the unhinged left for a while. And I've got other stories to talk about as well. But the big story right now, is uh, Justice uh, Anthony Kennedy is retiring. His last day is July 31st, and the president will have to nominate another Supreme Court justice. we got a lot to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, into the uh, second hour of today's Wednesday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show, and the left has, well, they've come become unhinged. There's no doubt about it. We've talked about it. I've been talking about it for quite some time and how easily uh, the left throws around, you know, terms like fascists and Nazis and and all the rest. I mean, all you had to do was watch a little bit of uh, television over uh, the the weekend uh, to see uh, Reiner uh, on television talking about us uh, racists here in the – middle America who voted for Trump, just about everybody who voted for Trump, he said was a racist, he said that everybody who voted for Trump don't want to, don't want to see brown people in the United States. And then his wife went off on this long screed about how, uh, what was going on in the border was nothing, no different than what was going on and at the, at the death camps, uh, by the Nazis. And, you know, I watch and listen to this stuff, and it just blows my mind. I mean, Waters blows my mind, uh, Congresswoman Waters, and talking about mob violence and inciting mob violence and all the rest. In a moment, I'll read you an article uh, that was published just the other day uh, from a writer uh, in a uh, uh, Hispanic uh, paper who wants to see the days of rage of the of the 70s to come back again. I mean, this is a guy that's who wasn't alive when it happened. I was, by the way, you know, talking about the weather underground and, and airs and all those people coming back and, you know, blowing up the Pentagon and whatever. Uh, Mark Lauder joins us uh, from the uh, RNC. And, hey, Mark, it, this is getting out of control big time. The the words that are being thrown about uh, out in, uh, uh, you know, on the media. The media is complicit in this. It really is. It's 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 horrible, Dave, and it and it doesn't stop there. I mean, you also have other Hollywood liberal elites that are that are actively cheering for a recession, for people to lose their jobs and their and their homes because it can, might help them win an election. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, they've completely become unglued. And, you know, this to, the fact that, you know, one of Arkansas's favorites, you know, Sarah Sanders, is going to have to be the first press secretary in as long as many people can remember to actually have Secret Service protection, mm-hmm. a mother of three, a wife. And she happens to be a phenomenal spokesperson for the president and a dear friend of mine. But the fact that it has to come to that uh, just shows you how far out of touch they are. And uh, right now, they're, they're pretty much in full meltdown mode. Yeah. You think you're in meltdown mode right now? Wait till the president nominates who he wants to replace Kennedy with. Uh, it's funny. It's just watching it unfold right now, uh, you know, on my Twitter feed. It, 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 it boggles the mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I got this article from Splinter. Uh, Hamilton Nolan wrote this article uh, Monday. It's called, This is Just the Beginning. He says, Do you think that being asked to leave a restaurant or having your meal interrupted or being called by the public is bad my fascism enabling friends, this is only the beginning. We're going to go back to the 70s is what he says, and the bombs are going to start exploding again. I'm, th- this is crazy. We don't want to go back to those times, although I guess now the lefties really do want to go back to those times. And, uh, I mean, I remember when they were, you know, when Ayers was, you know, and the weather underground were doing their thing, and the uh, Puerto Rican terrorists were doing their things it, in New York City. It was crazy back then. And it's and it's not what America is. No, we we from our beginnings have had political differences. Even the founding fathers had very heated, very passionate debates about how this country would form and how we would. We would be the epitome of those who can argue, disagree, and then peacefully transfer power. Uh, it is something we've seen out play out over many, many uh, decades and centuries. And here we are where we find ourselves that they can't even sit in a room. You can't take a picture with someone that you disagree with. And, you know, I've been, in, I've been doing politics for a long time, Dave, and I would always go in and sometimes I'd, you know, lecture to high school or college government and political science classes and when they found out that I worked on a campaign and, 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 and worked on uh, John McCain's 08 campaign back in my home state of Indiana, they'd ask me, well, what would you say to President Obama if you ever met him? And I'd say, I'd stick out my right hand and say, it's an honor to meet you, Mr. President, because it would be, and it is. And if he asks me my thoughts on policy, which he never did, I would have, uh, I would have politely and, and said my thoughts. But we did it with respect. He's yeah. president of the United States, and somehow we've lost that. And I think this has got the real potential to backfire because even people who might be a little bit more on the moderate side and may not be 100% on board with, with everything that's being done right now, it's these kinds of things. When they see these activities and they see this rhetoric coming from the Democrats, they don't want anything to do with it. And the people in the middle of the country where I come from This is just going to solidify the support for the president, the rule of law, and just basic common decency that we seem to be missing right now for many people on the extreme left. Yeah, and and I have to believe, as we've watched the president's, uh, you know, ratings going up because the economy is doing well, things are going well, 
uh, for the American worker and things of that nature. People don't like to watch this type of uh, of rhetoric on television. They don't like Maxine Waters and how how she's acting, and then when she's questioned about it, how she acts back to the reporters who ask her questions. And even people in the Democrat Party, some are starting to push back on this stuff, seeing it as a, I think, as a methodology that's going to just energize uh, us on the right to show up at the polls in November. It's absolutely critical that we do that. We need to make sure that we have members of Congress in the House and the Senate who support the rule of law, who support the pro-growth policies that the president is is supporting, which is putting more money in people's paychecks, more jobs, record low unemployment, and finally starting to deal with some of the issues that have bothered and plagued our country and previous presidents for decades, like North Korea, Iran, and yes, even the immigration issue and trade. These are things that are not new. This is a president who feels like we've got to get it done. We're not going to kick the can down the road. Yeah, like I said, Kennedy (laughs) saying he's going to retire july 31st i'll tell you what this this next confirmation hearing is going to make uh justice thomas and robert bork look like uh, rebecca at sunnybrook farm i believe and again i think when people see that it just further drives them away from the party and let's not forget this is a democratic party that last night kicked out one of their own top leaders yeah. in new york and replaced <laughs> her with a socialist self-proclaimed who's Platform includes government-mandated jobs and government-provided socialized medicine and and re- just eliminating our border and customs agents. Just let everybody come in. Yeah, That's just not what the American people stand for. And as they continue to lurch to the left, I can tell you the president, the vice president, and that entire team are going to continue doing right by the American people, fighting for the American people, and, uh, and we're just going to keep winning. Well, Mark, you got. I'm going to let you go because I promised just ten minutes. But the, here's here's the thing you got to look at. Take a look at this Cortez's uh, banners that that she had, and tell me they don't look like they came off the set of Evita. <laughs> I mean, ser- I'm serious. They you, they drip with socialism. It's incredible. It really is. Take a look at it. I appreciate your time, Mark. Thank you so much. Talking about the, 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 the left coming unhinged. Let me just read a little bit of this article uh, to you, uh, just to give you an idea what these people on the left. You're talking about them coming unhinged. I'm going to read this to you. You'll believe it. Uh, about halfway through the article, the person, this guy, uh, Hamilton Nolan, changes gears, and here's what he says. This is all going to get more extreme, and it should. We are living in extreme times. The harm that is being done to all of us by the people in the American government is extreme. To imagine that Mexican immigrants should happily cook for and serve meals to people who enable a man who is determined to demonize and persecute them as subhuman criminals, is far more outrageous than the idea that those enablers should not be served in restaurants. I do not believe that Trump administration officials should be able to live their lives in peace and affluence while they inflict serious harm on large portions of the American populace. 
not being able to go to restaurants and attend parties and be celebrated is just the minimum baseline here. These people who are pushing America merrily down the road to fascism and white nationalism are delusional if they do not think that the backlash is going to get much worse. Wait until the recession comes. What recession? There is no recession right now. The American economy is doing very, very, very well. Uh, Wait until Trump starts a war. Okay. What war? Um, Wait until the racism this administration is stoking begins to explode into violence more frequently. Who, Who stoked racism more than Obama? Ferguson and every place else that we've talked about. Read a history book. Read a recent history book. And here's where it gets, it starts getting wild. And I, uh, my folks that are my age, I'm 65, okay? I was in college. Uh, I was a freshman in 1971. And I remember all of this stuff going on. Don't want to see this happen again. This guy wants to see it happen. The U.S. had thousands of domestic bombings per year in the early 70s. They were called the Days of Rage. That's what it was known as. This is what happens when citizens decide in mass that their political system is corrupt, racist, and unresponsive. The people out of power have only just begun now to flex their dissatisfaction. The day will come sooner than you all think, when Trump administration officials will look back fondly on the time when all they had to worry about was getting hollered at at a Mexican restaurant. When you aggressively F with people's lives, you should not be surprised when they decide to F with yours. Stop working for this man. Stop enabling him. Stop assisting him. Start fighting him. The people who are responsible for what is happening are not going to get out of this with their happy, wealthy, respectable lives unscathed. This is a country that locks poor people in cages for decades for trying to make $20. This is a country that is tough on crime, remember? And the ones who make the laws are not going to like what happens when America starts to regard them as the criminals. That's the stuff the left is writing. That is what they're writing now. Hoping that we go back to the days of rage with the weathermen, with the, you know, the weather underground. No, I guess with the the Puerto Ricans uh, that were uh, setting off bombs in New York City, because that's where a lot of those bombings were were going on at. But these are people that are hoping for the worst. I mean, hoping for the worst uh, to happen. And uh, that's, you know, somebody would want people to start bombing people again trying to kill people again. Um, Says a lot when Secret Service now is going to be, uh, have to be used 
uh, for uh, the press secretary. You know, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you want to stop for a moment and con- and contemplate that because uh, you could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in your retirement with Social Security. This decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. You could avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class coming up on Friday, uh, July the 13th. That's week after next, and that would be, I believe, on a Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's hosted by David Lucas of the David Lucas Show. Uh, He is heard right here on 1011, The Answer, Saturdays, 10 and 3. Uh, the workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registration is 18 bucks. It includes a 34-page workbook maximizing your Social Security benefits. Seating is limited. So if you've saved about 100 grand uh, for your retirement, call today. Call right now while you're thinking about it. 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. Call 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Got some good news for you. First of all, let's talk about the hogs, baby. Hogs last night win big in that first game in the uh, College World Series, knock off uh, Oregon uh, State, knock off the Beavers. Beavers died from their own self-inflicted wounds last night. What was it in that fourth inning? uh, Two walks, two hits, Batman, a couple hits, and uh, four runs for the uh, the Hogs. And... uh, Blaine Knight, man, he just pitched well. 14-0, and baby. Not bad. Not bad. Somebody says, well, he's going right to the major leagues. No, <laughs> he's not going right to the major leagues. He, If you mean by the major leagues, he's going to go and play, uh, you know, go, going to be playing some minor league baseball? Yes. Before, this, uh, before the summer is over, he'll be playing minor league ball somewhere. Uh, but he... he I would be very surprised if you get called up to play uh, in the big uh, the big game, uh, you know that way. But congratulations to him on the win last night. Did a good job. I think uh, had five hits. Uh, he he was able to do a good job of get. He got himself in a couple of problems, a couple of jams, able to pitch himself out of it. But the big uh, the big game now is tonight. You win tonight. You're the champ. If you lose tonight, you got to got to got chance to play tomorrow. But uh, you know, if you're Oregon, man, you got to leave everything on the field. If you're if you're Arkansas, you want to leave everything on the field too, because you don't want to get into that you know that big deciding third game, winner takes all, because all it takes is one bad hop at that point and. What could have been uh, yours for the taking suddenly ends up in the other guy's hand. So uh, we will see what happens tonight. I think uh, first pitch is at 6 o'clock our time. And uh, I'll be hustling home to to catch some of the game uh, uh, this evening. I watched it last night. It was a good ball game. 
But boy, I tell you what, right field, bad, bad sun field at, at night uh, there as the, the sun's going down. I mean, it is bright out there uh, when you got a high sky like they had yesterday. All right, I told you some other good news. Let me give you some more good news before we uh, we get to uh, the news, which is coming up here in about 90 seconds. Looks like uh, we might have seen the worst in terms of high gasoline prices uh, this year. Uh, according to the Department of Energy analysts who expect uh, prices at the pump are going to continue now to fall through the end of the year. The national average gas price Fell from a high of 2.96 a gallon on May 28th to 2.89 a gallon in June. Uh, the EIA expects gasoline prices will remain lower than the May 28th price for the rest of the summer, reaching 2.84 a gallon in September. So it uh, it's going to go down. Gas prices typically peak in the summer months when we hit the road on vacations and when government regulations force the use of summer grade fuel that's more expensive to refine. The national average price for regular gasoline stands at about two eighty five. That according to American Automotive Association, that's about three cents a gallon lower than a week ago, but still around sixty cents higher than the same time last year. So you want to keep that uh, in mind. It looks like things are leveling off right now. Let's hope that that's the case. Although oil did hit its uh, yearly high today, but uh, one day does not. A whole lot of difference make for us at the pump. Over at Sam's in uh, North Little Rock, two forty-two a gallon. That's what I paid today on the way to work. Yeah, interesting. I'm I'm sitting here reading <laughs> the Twitter sphere from the left about Kennedy retiring. Have you seen any of this, Russ? Oh my gosh, you got to see it. It is un. Believable. Avoid it as much as possible oh, because but, I know what's going on. Oh, you got to see it though. It is just, it is just too good. <laughs> Let me just read some of this. This is pretty good stuff. Uh, it's a uh, for starters, abortion rights are more imperial now than at any time since Roe v. Wade. No reason thing there won't be a rollback of gay rights either with Kennedy gone. Uh, quote. We have no choice but to organize, strategize, vote, and act. Ambivalent attitudes are not an option. All civil and human rights are at stake. What side are you on? Guess who wrote that? The Reverend Al Sharpton. All right. Uh, as a member of the LGBTQ community, Justice Kennedy being replaced threatens my rights. It also threatens the rights of minorities, women, and Muslims. Trump must not be allowed to replace him before November. Let the people speak first. Uh, he will replace him before November. That is a guarantee. Uh, Molly Knight. <laughs> just, I love the left, man. I just love them. They're going crazy. How very cool of Justice Kennedy to uh, pour kerosene on the current dumpster fire that is America. The Roe v. Wade riots should provide fine entertainment for him in his retirement. Uh, F you, Justice Kennedy. Uh, we may have just left the point at which we could rely on democratic norms to fix our government. 
and are now on the road to literal open revolution. Kennedy has made a very obvious choice about what kind of person he wants his replacement to be. That, or he genuinely doesn't care because he knows he's going to be okay no matter what. Both are bad. Uh, Neil says, uh, Justice Kennedy has announced his retirement effective July 31st. If you aren't already woke, it's time to get up. Mark November 6, 2018 on your calendar if you care about working people and mark every day until then to organize and stop the threat of our democracy. Ah, let's see. Justice Kennedy is retiring. Don't be surprised to see Judge Janine Pirro on the short list. Koa uh, says, Justice Kennedy is retiring. Well, America, it was nice knowing you. Kennedy been trashed, but this decision is worse, says Patrick Henry. It's one gut punch after another right now, folks. And while Kennedy has been decidedly conservative of late, his replacement is sure to be worse by any other magnitude. That's according to Jamie O'Grady. So uh, last but not least, Chauncey DeVega wrote this. Kennedy gone from the U.S. Supreme Court. Yep. Hillary and Trump were the same. Thank you, Bernie types who sat out because of spite. All that white economic anxiety, folks. Trump's Supreme Court will have their own version of the Dred Scott decision. And then finally, Qasem Rashid says, the man who upheld the Muslim ban yesterday just paved the way to repeal Roe v. Wade tomorrow. Hashtag Kennedy. Kennedy made his decision knowing Trump would get to replace him. He is not a good guy. So there you have it. Now remember, Kennedy is going to be 82 years old. Uh, he is the second oldest Supreme Court justice on. The only reason Ginsburg hasn't retired in the last few years is because Trump's president must realize that. And it wouldn't matter who the president was if they were Republican, she wouldn't retire because she wants to be replaced by a Democrat. So that's where, where we're at right now. Ian Samuel says, the crisis, my brothers and sisters, is here. The crisis has come. And then Mark Stern finally said Justice Kennedy's retirement is a catastrophe for liberals, abortion access, same-sex marriage, voting rights, environmental regulations. They're all on the line now, man. This is nothing short of a crisis for the left. So it is a crisis for the left, and there's no doubt about it, and they understand what's, what's at stake here, no doubt. And McConnell has said he will... Uh, you know, be ready to start. Uh, he said the Senate will vote on confirmation in the fall. Said Republicans have a 51-vote majority in the Senate with elections in early November that could change the makeup of the chamber. Trump said he has an excellent list of 25 talented, hopefully tremendous people for the post. A uh, U.S. official said Washington-based federal appeals court judge Brett Kavanaugh 
a former Kennedy Law clerk with close ties to the retiring justice, is a top uh, contender. I named, I mentioned that myself here just a little bit ago when we had Robert Steinbach on. Trump could also consider three federal judges he interviewed before filling the uh, last vacancy on the court. Thomas Harriman of Pennsylvania, Amul Thapar of Kentucky, and I tell you what, this is the guy that I would be excited if he would nominate him, William Pryor of Alabama. Just <laughs> count me as I want. I would like to see all-out civil war in Washington D.C. You know, if if Trump really wants to drain the swamp. This would be a nomination that would would divide the lines very, very clearly uh, in D.C. about it. Court said Wednesday that Kennedy will retire effectively, effective July 31st. Uh, Kennedy went to the White House uh, and informed Trump uh, personally. Trump uh, praised Kennedy, 81-year-old Ronald Reagan appointee who has been the court's pivotal vote for the last decade as a very spectacular uh, man. But uh, Connell says uh, they're going to get to this before the election. And President Trump says he'll begin the search to replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy. immediately plans to make a nomination, quote, as quickly as possible. And I'm sure that Senate... Republican leader Mitch McConnell uh, told the president, the faster you do it, the better. Uh, the president should have uh, some thoughts of who he wants to nominate because uh, Hardiman, who I mentioned just a moment ago, and uh, Thapar of Kentucky and, again, uh, Pryor of Alabama, all of those guys were considered, uh, you know, in for the Gorsuch uh, appointment as well so he talked to those guys at that time so um, he probably has a pretty good uh, feel for who he would like to get uh, nominated he'll talk to people that the, the, the federalist society gave him some really uh, good names that uh, list that he's got you know, lots of big changes uh, are going on right now at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics Little Rock location over on 12th Street. Uh, it opened for business back in the uh, uh, late 80s, and now they're taking a, a, a house that was made into a business and a house that was built in the late uh, 1800s and are going to, uh, well, they're tearing down about two-thirds of uh, the building, uh, the business, and taking out the foundation, the whole nine yards, putting new foundation in and, and rebuilding and making a state-of-the-art facility uh, that's going to have the latest technology for prosthetics and orthotics. They're going to have a new gate room, gate room being a walking room where the, uh, the doctors will be able to stand and watch you walk by and see how your knee and how your leg is reacting to a prosthetic. Uh, they're going to have a very large new waiting room uh, it will have central heat and air so that it doesn't uh, get hot during the summer and cold during the winter. Uh, new mastectomy area just for mastectomy patients that have privacy and comfort while you're being fitted uh, there. Uh, they've got uh, some new machinery downstairs. You've got 3D printers. you got all kinds of stuff that's going on 
over at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics at their 12th Street location in Little Rock. And remember now, with this new updated facility, there are now six locations. Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics providing a lifetime of support. All right, back with you. Have you ever heard, Russ, I just came across a story. I've never heard of this before. Have you ever heard of sea lice? S-E-A, sea lice. (laughs) Just when I thought it was safe to go back in the water again. Uh, Sea lice. Uh, They've got a sea lice outbreak going on in Florida. Florida's Department of Health announced that certain beaches in the Pensacola area will feature purple flags in order to alert swimmers about the presence of sea lice. Quote, it's just one of those uh, things you have to deal with when you go into the Gulf of Mexico, said Pensacola's Beaches Director of Public Safety, Dave Greenwood. You are a land animal, and the Gulf is not our native environment, unquote. Sea lice cannot live outside of the water. However, they cause human skin to break out with itchy rashes that have bumps and welts. The Department of Health recently released a report advising swimmers with tips on how to avoid these creatures and measures to take when your skin breaks out. The department recommends that swimmers avoid wearing T-shirts in the water and that they should take an oatmeal bath if their skin begins to break out in a rash. Now, buy an oatmeal bath. Let's let's talk about that for a second. That means you put the uncooked oatmeal, you sprinkle it on the water or whatever, and then you get in the bath and then you wash with it. Does not mean you cook the oatmeal and apply it to yourself. Keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, the, the beaches affected by the outbreak plan to check their water daily and will take down the purple flags once the sea lice are gone. Now, again, have you ever heard of sea lice? Russ, I have not. First time I've ever heard them. Now, if you're, being, if you're from the south, you have heard of head lice, of course. But sea lice, uh, no, I have not, uh, haven't heard of them at um, at all so that, that's just just be aware of it dude uh, you you're you're killing me here because i was watching an episode of uh i can't say the name of it because of the first name but it's okay uh, creek with eugene levy okay s creek with eugene <laughs> levy okay uh and they were they had an episode where uh well the their their daughter, who's twenty eight years old, has gone back to high school to get her degree. Yeah, and get her high school diploma, and uh, just so happened she was in school, and somebody at school got a case of lice, and so she's at home now, and she's got lice, and sitting there watching this last night, my head started itching just <laughs> thinking about it. Did it make you want to run to? Run to the, uh, Run the to store and get a thing of rid. Yeah, get a rid and get yourself one of those real thin combs. Combs. <laughs> Man, as a parent of eight kids, may I say I had my share of that 
go on. And all I had four girls, and it only took one person in a school to show up with head lice. And, you know, girls, when they're younger, they share brushes and combs, and that stuff just spread like wildfire uh, in in schools. That's why all of my boys had very short hair so you didn't have they didn't have to worry about it they just didn't have to girls there was no talking them there was no talking a girl into getting a buzz i'm just saying (laughs) it wasn't gonna that was not going to happen so there was all just yeah sea lice just just be aware i'm not going over to florida until september can't wait to do it going to go to i'm going to panama city have never been there have never been uh, to the Redneck Riviera, heading over there, looking forward to having a good time. But I'll be watching for any kind of purple flags, I'm telling you. Last thing, I, although I don't expect to be out to the Gulf Dude, Water. I watch out for the purple flags. I'd watch out for the rainbow flags. <laughs> Might have to watch out for that as well. I'm, I'm just saying. Just saying. It's kind of interesting what's... What's going uh, going on right now? Well, we got about seven minutes to the top of the hour. That means that uh, Duck and Joe and the rest of the crew will be getting here shortly. Uh, they got, I think, they have a guest that's coming with them today. Uh, for for I get, I am just having a, a heck well, Joe's of a already day. here, and that Joe guest here? is with him. Oh, they're all here. Okay, well, well Duck's not here. You know, Duck. He he'll show the last moment. With, about 10 seconds before I hit the camera. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll get here, though. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll he'll be, be looking for him. We'll be seeing him. Uh, what do we got here? Let's see. I don't see anything new here. North Korea keeps building nuclear facility despite vow to denuclearize. That's a, a story that's out there today. That's a new one. Uh, and uh, there's some guy in. Did you hear about this guy in, in San Diego, evidently, that got up on one of the major thoroughfares on, on one of the, uh, the the road signs, huge road sign, and started hanging banners. And he was, he was up there just in his boxers. So he's, he was up in his boxers. He's dancing around. He's vaping. And he's like, uh, uh, he's hanging these homemade po- uh, uh, banners that say things like, uh, was it uh, fight pollution, not each other? One said Dupree on it, which evidently was his name. Uh, you know, poli- uh, pollution smells. <laughs> he was, uh, they said it was a huge, huge traffic jam. I can only imagine in California traffic, get somebody, some, some crazy person up dancing around and stuff, just having a, a crazy time. All right, now, just so one last thing I wanted to talk about, about this Kennedy thing. Uh, we're going to be out of time to be able to talk about it today. And that is that now that Justice Kennedy has said that he's going to retire, what do you think, uh, uh, Russ, you think that this is an off-year election, but when you start thinking about whoever controls the house and the Senate and the whole thing about, uh, you know, getting a, a Supreme court justice, justice nomination through and all the rest, something tells me 
we will have a large turnout now in November of this year. I think there are a lot of people are going to be, there'll be a lot of people that get energized understanding what's at, at stake about uh, keeping the, keeping the, uh, the Senate, color? keeping the Senate, you know, in the red, the red color. It's going to be really important that that happens. In fact, it would be nice if they pick up four or five seats that are red, like uh, West Virginia, Missouri, North Dakota, Indiana. Those are just four that I can think of off the top of my head uh, that uh, that might just happen now uh, with this breaking, making sure that uh, we get uh, the president's Supreme Court nominee in. Uh, although the way it's looking is that uh, McConnell wants to have a vote before the election occurs. Uh, and this is what we all uh, put Trump in there for, a lot of us. We all knew that there was a possibility for one, maybe two Supreme Court justices. There's, if, with him being in, in you know, the first four years, there is also the possibility of three Supreme Court justices being nominated by this president. If he stays in for eight years, there's no telling how many he might put in. I mean, Ginsburg is, she's, what, 80? She's 84. Four years old, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, if, if, if uh, Trump stays, gets reelected, he could be putting somebody in for her. Byers is not a, a spring chicken by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, would be very interesting. He could, he could literally, as, as a president, reform the whole Supreme Court of the United States in two terms. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll get to our uh, our news, and then uh, Joe and Duck are going to join us, and we'll talk uh, cars and trucks and get you some answers for that. And who knows what else we'll talk about? We might even talk about Kennedy. Never know. It might happen. We get away from cars and trucks sometimes on that show. It's not hard to do. It's a Dave Ellswick show. Uh, Horton's coming up at uh, five o'clock. They're bringing in, I believe, a neurosurgeon who's very good, and he'll be talking to us. All that's still ahead of us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Now, Joe, you won't be seeing my SUV for a little while. Why? On Sunday, Linda was at Walmart. Uh-oh. Got T-boned by a lady who ran a stop sign. Wow. She didn't, didn't get hurt. Did no, she didn't get hurt, but uh, it sure didn't help <laughs> No. Help the car. So you got that in a body shop. And you're getting. You're driving it's, a loner. It, it, well, not yet. It's gonna. It's going to Guatney's collision in Jacksonville as of uh, February. February. <laughs> Where did February come? In? July second. You're they're thinking about cooler weather. I guess. Anyway, July second. So we're gonna get the den on the right fender fix too. No. Lo- you know. Didn't I, hit it on that side, huh? It did hit on that side, but it it didn't get far enough if it had gone a little further to the quarter panel up front yeah they would have had to replace it but it, maybe i i should have taken a hammer no i would i would never do that but the bottom yeah, line i had one of them in there while you're doing that other dent what's this little one up here in the front well <laughs> i might ask i might ask them that i just might okay. ask them and and find out you know maybe they can do it i so don't you know there's this other guy across town that said he'd take that old den out if i paid him for the new one yeah so can you match that wow <laughs> i'm just telling you she really this lady really hit the car 
and uh, but it didn't hurt nobody no didn't hurt that that's the good thing yeah uh the passenger's door still opens the passenger behind the front seat that door will not open yeah and you can see outside got a little from inside there, huh? you know you got more than a little <laughs> there's a fairly large air leak Stick there your now. hand out through there so uh, they're going to be fixing that but you know i thought it was interesting you look at uh when you, you look at the uh, appraisals when they go through and they they tell you how much it's going to cost to fix yeah. everything it says to replace the doors and then it says used mm-hmm. yes i thought that was interesting they don't replace it with new doors they use used doors of like and kind okay yeah which means i can i tell them to use uh rds no place I, oh i can't say you gotta use sunnies no, no. <laughs> they're they're in the insurance each company has their own preferred used part supplier. Yeah, like DLKQ or people like him. Yeah, and it'll be a national company. Oh, it's national, yes. huh? Yes. And they'll ship the doors because in, huh? They no, they they're they're linked with them, and and they just go to that website when they write their estimates, and they know who's got the doors, where they're at, and that's what. And they know that, what the cost. Exactly. Is. Now they they give the shop that's doing it an automatic. I think twenty five percent markup, something like yep. that, and it's factored in. So their their markups in it, there. It said it said it's going that to be right here is where you're going to buy them from. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting yeah. because it said uh, cost for parts to company or something yep. like mm-hmm. that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it'll be factored in there. So. so is that supposed to keep the cost of repairs down? And if it is, explain it is to me. for them. Okay, okay. There you yeah, go. yeah. It's, All not, right. it's not for your benefit. It's yeah. for their benefit. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's for the insurance company's benefit. I mean, I, I, I don't understand how they do all of that completely. Well, they'll buy a loaded door. Okay. And just think about that. If you buy a new door, it's naked. It don't have nothing in it. Well, and, and, and you know, actually, if it was my vehicle, I would prefer a factory used door on there than I would a new aftermarket. Yes. I promise you, the metal in the new aftermarket's not as thick, and its edges are going to be slightly different. That's the only way they can make a product like that. Mm-hmm. That they say it fits, it does fit, but the edges and the curves are going to be slightly off a little bit. The gaps don't ever line up straight, and everything. That's but, it. Boy, so, I'd be in an argument. Take to use. You know how much an argument I would be in. <laughs> Joe, Joe's gone through this with me one time already. Yes. Well, <laughs> we we cleared that up, but. Yeah, we but, did. But the deal, you know, I've actually done that before. Well, you know, uh, customers say, well, get me a new tailgate because he backed into something Bennett. I can put a tailgate on. I call around the salvage yard and say, hey, I got a white truck. I need a white tailgate. I want a white tailgate. They'll and they'll come up with one. one. That's yeah. right. And you don't even have to paint it because it's going to match. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I like to use stuff as far as painting body because, I mean, it's just a piece of metal. That's all it is. You're right. If it needs shiny they'll just paint it and make it shiny as long as they ain't getting dents in it and it fits and 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 if it's a used door it's oem door so it'll fit perfect i guess the part that uh, the, the thought that i thought was interesting is the lady who was looking and and putting it all together uh opened the one door but she couldn't open the passenger door mm. the back door and she said until we can open that this may go up yeah, they'll, they'll leave it, it open. 
because they said we have to find out if it messed the frame up at all. Yeah. They got to find a mess doorpost up. Yeah. Yeah, the doorpost. That's exactly yeah. the word. If that doorpost messed up, there's a good chance that total. It, it may be total. No. Well, let's hope that it's not. I don't want my car totaled. No. I, I, I have no idea how much that, that car would get me, to well, be honest. It's real pricey to replace a uh, C pillar post. Yeah. Okay. A, B, B pillar post in that one, man. It's okay. the one between the two, the C's and the one in the rear. But it'd be pricey. Okay. You have to cut the roof. Yeah, it's it's a big job. But why is it? Why is it when something happens to me, it always ends up being a, a huge production, Joe? Have you ever you're, figured that out yet? You're not alone with that. I promise you. <laughs> no. I mean, come on. And yeah. I don't. I don't want them to. You know, say, "Hey, we'll give you what your car is worth," because I have no idea what the blue book is on that. Well, you still got gap insurance, don't you? Know? you? Yeah, I got You'd that. Be all right, too. You know. Yeah, but yeah. still, I don't want to have to go out and buy another car. <laughs> I like the one I got. Was it her fault, Dave? Or no, it was the person that hit her. Oh, that's she, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. She was have pulling. To buy anything? They'll buy you whatever yeah. to replace it. Yeah, we were pulling in. She was pulling into Walmart, and if you know Up how Walmart, yeah, yeah, you know how Walmart works. And as you're going in, there is no stop sign. You just go straight, and pull on into the parking lot. If you're going, uh, if you're in the parking north lot, or south. now, yeah, north or south, you got to stop. Yeah. The main and, and the lady stopped. the The car in front of Linda went through, and Linda was behind this lady and going. And the lady just hit the gas and pow, right in the side. It's my turn. Yeah. I'm what I, What I think happened is, as I listened to the lady talk to to Linda, mm-hmm. it sounded to me like number one, she worked there at Walmart. Number two, she was on her lunch break. She's in her. She had yeah. She'd gone and got gas. Mm-hmm. grabbed something to eat and was it's coming to back, to, back work, to work and just it didn't register that linda was there in front of her yeah. and whacked her a good one probably with no tennis could have been talking on her phone or anything yeah i distracted i wasn't there so i don't second, know so you know it could be anything linda said i didn't even know she was there until whack bang <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah. big noise <laughs> Well, I'm glad nobody was hurt. Yeah, nobody got hurt. The lady driving the other car, and hers was a, a looked to be about a 2016 or 17, and her front end was messed Rump. up, yeah. messed up. So, I, I they may total her car. I don't know. You know? Did she drive it off? Yeah, she could drive it, but it sure was. I definitely it. was sure messed up. <laughs> definitely messed up. Yeah, I could drive. Well, no, we couldn't drive mine. And they still didn't total it. They yeah. did after they tried to fix it for how many months? Three months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's a pretty Pontiac crazy. G6 with a retractable hardtop. Yeah. Never, yeah. Never, <laughs> yeah, I looked at Never could you get saw it straightened that. up enough for the top to work right. No. Yikes. No. Plus, what was funny is yeah, I, I, had it brought, I had it brought over to Joe so that he would align the front end. He couldn't align the front end because the left wheel was about an inch and a half in front of the right wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the body is what they call tweaked. It's, That's it. It had a diamond in it. Yeah. It, it pushed one side back, another side didn't go. And they say that is hard to get out of them at the body shops. And, it is. And Joe asked him the famous question, the, the, the insurance guy. Well, you know Dave Ellswick, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know who Dave Ellswick. You think he's going to accept that? 
<laughs> and the answer was, well, no. should we? You think we should go ahead and? He asked me what I it? thought. I said, "Well, I'm going to tell you. He ain't going to take it like that, and uh, you might as well just go ahead." And he said, "We should never try to fix this car." I said, "That's correct." We tried to tell him that, and you might as well just go ahead and total it and write him a check and be done with it. Yeah, That's it. man, we. How many times did we tell him that? couple they wouldn't listen well that guy the guy from the other insurance company not the one that we're talking mm-hmm. about here yeah but was over off that place off of i-40 over there but he he's did, out he, there, he did not like my show he's out there he was to after save me. the company money yeah well and he thought he could get it no nah, i think through and it'd that, be nah, all right. this guy this guy out there i think that he didn't like my politics. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. Well, it's half true. the world don't, so it's no big deal. <laughs> All right, we got to get a break in. That's not true. Come it on is. now. Well, all right. One Everybody third thinks like me. 25%. One third. <laughs> Everybody thinks like me as far as that's concerned. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's talk about bumper to bumper parts because bumper to bumper parts are one of the reasons you all are bumper-to-bumper certified service centers. Is that not correct? Yes, Yes, it is. Because you can get them quickly, and they have a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on them, or if they're bought with a bumper-to-bumper credit card, a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. Parts and labor. Yes. Yeah, we we like them because they got the parts here in town, and they sell the the best parts name brand parts ac delco motorcraft Craft, gates, standards gates. standard motor products uh midland clutches the, uh, the list goes on and on and uh you know it, it's in today's world if you're in the automotive repair business you want the best part that you can buy because you want to make the customer happy and let it last you don't want to buy a cheap part where you're doing it again in six months right duck exactly and and we want to have it today not tomorrow or the next day that's correct because every day it's sitting in my stall waiting on parts, it costs me money. That, and, and, and the customer is without his vehicle. So. And he's upset. That's right. So to make everything great, we're the bumper-to-bumper guys, and, and that's the reason why, Dave. All right. We'll be back. we got to take a quick break, come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and then we're going to meet a special guest who's sitting here in the studio. He didn't know he's going to be on the radio, but we're going to have him on the radio here in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, and we've got Duck and Joe in the studio. Don't forget about Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Uh, I talked to you all RD yesterday. Today. Okay, did he have to bring by a, a rear uh, wiper blade for my uh, SUV? I seen him in a parking lot. He was leaving. He had his wife's van there. Yeah, he was supposed to be picking, Servicing it bringing it to you. Yeah. And right. I don't know if he dropped it off or not, Dave. When I get back, I'll check and see. Okay. What difference? If, you if got he no does we can call him and be ready for it. <laughs> I, will have, I will have the van back, though. I, I, <laughs> How about that? We'll call him and be ready for we're, it. We're working, we're working hard to get my van up to 100% again. It's going to be interesting when we have. By the way, I had to throw that in there, Dave. I just couldn't I know. It. I know you did. 982-7451. You use RD and Sonny's Auto Salvage the way I do. I've. I've uh, bought a, you know, a transmission from him, an engine from him, uh, a rear tail light, a now a, a, a wiper rear arm. wiper arm, and bottom line is whether it's big or it's small, uh, if you need a replacement part, you can do it with uh, Sunny's Auto Salvage with one of their uh, well-maintained total loss vehicles and save yourself some some cash while you're while you're doing that. 
982-7451. All right, so I want to come on back and ask Joe, and our guest is? It's Jay Lucas. All right, Jay, move up on that microphone right in front of you. Come on. Yeah, look. A little, little closer. There you go. We got you. I noticed that you have a Detroit Tigers hat. I do. Are you a big Tiger fan? I am. I was in 68 when they came back and, and took Denny McClain. There you Danny go. McClain took Bob Gibson, and Mickey Lolich was the hero. And Mickey Lolich. Yep. Lolich, there's no telling what he would have done if he hadn't had the skiing accident. Wasn't it that winter that he, he No, fell? he went on and played. I don't remember that. I was a kid at the time, but I don't yeah. remember the skiing accident. I know I know he played, but he, 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 he kind of messed him up a little bit. Or some, He's still alive. I saw him. Yeah. Uh, they 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 had a big deal about uh, that team, and they had uh, he was there. Yeah, and he's in a wheel. He's wheelchair bound now, but uh, you know, it's amazing that those people just look a lot older now than they used to. Yeah, well, those those three <laughs> complete games that he did, yes, saved their amazing. <laughs> and against Bob Gibson at that time, that yeah. was the year Gibson was so good that they lowered them out. One point yeah, or so. ZRA, and yeah, McLean had the thirty-one games. I uh, I covered the the Chicago White Sox. I know you can say you're sorry, uh, <laughs> but when I when I was younger, and uh, you're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to ask for autographs of ball players in the sports booth. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of an unwritten yeah. rule. And I was coming up to the sports uh, the sports booth, and I'm in the in the in the <laughs> elevator with this little guy, and I'm talking to him. He says, "Hey, hey son, how are you?" And I'm doing great. He says, so you, "You go and have go lunch because for a buck you could go down. The media could have a really good meal." And uh, I said, yes, sir. And he says, well, why don't you join me? And he says, uh, what's your name? I go, Dave Ellsway. So what's yours? He goes, Ernie Harwell. <laughs> Dude, I got some great stories from Ernie Harwell, let me tell you, because he called, of course, for the Giants, the Brooklyn yeah. Giants, and then he called with the Detroit Tigers for years. But when I was sitting up on press row, two of my heroes came through. I am a huge Al Kaline fan. I am, too. Yeah. I am a I mean, Number he, six. <laughs> great first baseman, a man, first ball player ever paid $100,000 to play the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. They offered him more. The next year, he said no. Do you remember that story? Yes. He and, said no. He <laughs> says $100,000 is enough for playing a game. Think about that. It's an honest answer. You won't hear that now. No. I'm telling you that. You'd never hear that now. Maybe, they maybe wouldn't a pick a ball up for 100 k and then they the, may the, tell you maybe a billion be too much, but yeah. The other one, the other, the other guy that was was Jim Northrup. Yeah, and I used yeah, to love he, Jim he Northrup. He was a good ball player, though. Al Kaline? Uh, he was. I mean, well, yeah, he, 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 he could do anything on the field, though, Dave. He was incredible. I mean, he, Al Kaline was. He, he could play. And he was just a great. Field. He was a great man as well. I mean, he, he was a good community. Athlete. Did yeah, he was. He was what ball players were supposed to be. Yeah. Well, he was. So what do you think? Well, that's why I was just when I see somebody with a Detroit Tiger hat, I want you know that you that tells me a lot. <laughs> tells me, and especially when he starts talking about LK Line and Northrop and all of those guys. Northrop with that Norm hold, Cash and holding that bat way up there, yeah, Cash and all those guys. That was a I tremendous never, I never World could Series. See how he could keep up with the ball with the arm in front of his eyes, but he could always do it. I, you know, he'd bat. You know, because it helped it. Oh, Northrop, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never could figure out how he can, <laughs> how he could see the ball coming in with his arm, because his arm looked like it was always in front of his eyes. And he, you know, he was instrumental in that that win yes. in the World Series as well. <laughs> he got some very critical hits during the World Series. 
Anyway, I know that you guys weren't expecting me to talk baseball, but when I say yeah. Detroit, and then then when he says Al Kaline, get your juices I'm all into, up. Oh yeah, come on, man! I played baseball until I was, you know, twenty three years old in college. So, hey, yeah, look, look at big. our Razorbacks last night. Though. Hey, they played well yesterday. Except, you know what? The old saying says that it's better to be lucky than to be good. Yep. Last night, the Razorbacks proved that. Yeah, look. <laughs> they, they were steady, played well, and OSU made some mistakes. <laughs> they made big mistakes, too. I mean, yes. hit two batters, walked two batters, and then... Yeah, that base-running mistake. Yeah. I mean, and I was listening to it, and they said that guy had... And, and all the year, he had only hit 16 batters the whole year. Oh, and, him, was it him? Like, yeah. Which yeah. Oh, yeah. 16 and 1 for the season. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and, and hit two batters like he hit them. I mean, it's just... But it looked like the ball come out of his hand funny, though. That's called pressure. Oh, that's yeah. what happened. That's right. exactly what it was. Got to take a break. News is next. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Joe, I want to thank you for bringing a baseball nut with you. Cool. It's All good right. to have him here. This yeah. is very cool. Yeah. You know he's uh, he's uh, in the computer business. Jay, I'll let you tell Dave everything about your business. Well, what do uh, you do, Jay? What is the name of your business first? Computer Components and Services. Okay. Uh, I've been at the same location for probably 21 years now. I've been doing computers since there wasn't a computer before the XT existed. Uh, wow. Uh, I was an expert in microcontroller coding, and which is what makes things work instead of database. And then I went to computers and been doing it ever since. Amazing. So, you, I mean, you know all about one of my tough <laughs> – one of the computers that I, I wrangled with and just had a great time with was the Commodore 64. I played with those <laughs> <laughs> way past their usefulness. <laughs> Do you know that the Apollo spacecraft went to the moon with less computing power than a Commodore 64? Yep, and NASA still uses old stuff, 386 and 486, because there's lots of them out there, and they need something they know works. They still use old computer sense. parts. That does make sense. It though. saves them money. They buy up all the old stuff and work and make it fix. Uh, so you know, today's computers won't be used by NASA for probably 15 or 20 years. So don't equipment. expect to see your cell phone on the moon. All right, that's just not going to happen. Mine wouldn't no, work anyway. <laughs> it wouldn't work. Huh? <laughs> you got so you know. I don't think people realize, and you can talk about this, mm-hmm. that they don't realize how much computing power they really have just in their hand. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, you know, what's there is more than a room full of stuff when they came out. Literally, large rooms full of stuff. Big blue. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot more than what Big Blue had. Yep. Yeah. You remember that? The what was it? The IBM? What was a big? What was the name of that thing? That they had that filled up the whole, the, the whole like, office, the they whole well, like a whole floor yeah. of a building. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, they, they I had can tell a name you right now. Yes, it had a name. I forget what it was, but yeah, it, you and, walk they, and in. now they do it all with a telephone. Yeah, and then you get all the punch cards and all that kind of crap that went with it. Real to real tape. Do not spin, spindle, or mutilate. Well, <laughs> shock tubes, all those stuff is gone now. <laughs> it is gone, and that's good. It's good stuff. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, ask him a, one last question. Is that all right, Joe? Mm-hmm. I can ask him one. Okay. What? Uh, how long do you think before we get into organic computing, where we're not looking at chips like we have now, but almost a, a living computer, so to speak? Uh, some of them are around now. They can do stuff with uh, bioluminescence and bio electricity uh that it makes things happen now and they're they're headed towards that very quickly i think that uh for 
a special few uh, uh, it'll happen soon and give it 20 years and i bet that does it change everything that we know right now i mean computing power wise not power wise i think it will reduce the need for a lot of the equipment that's out there uh it'll also make you much more trackable for those that are bothered by that type of thing Uh oh (laughs) don't like that stuff don't like that part (laughs) because you know it's going to be integrated into you so it's there and they are already doing some stuff there are some people who have the old movie theater inlays that are in their skin under their skin now doing things i know in sweden that's a big deal right now they they like having the the chips implanted into them well, i don't know if i want to do that it's convenience not. and you know convenience is always the enemy of security so you can be very secure and it's certainly not convenient or you can be ultra convenient and it's not secure think about that duck you'll be able to walk into the supermarket and just pass your hand over a thing and pay for it well you've got amazon trying that up yeah, in seattle yeah. or you could carry your neighbor's arm in there i <laughs> <laughs> trade it is for everything in a buggy <laughs> Hey, we're, we're going to pay with this hand. We'll give it back here in a minute. Yeah, we'll be back with you. That's a bad hand. Hang on, I got nothing in the trunk. <laughs> well, you know that that was a. This was about five years ago to try to protect children being abducted. They were putting computer yes. chips on them, and they stopped doing it because the people who were abducting the children would hack off the the limb whatever it, whatever yeah. is that that well, they sure. had and well, it was like tried. yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying and yeah. if that was an unintended consequence of what probably if you think about it was a good idea but didn't what? work out so the well. chip or they, the arm hacking the, no the chip <laughs> well they put them in the pits they thought, why not put them in the kids yeah and, yeah. yeah so yeah that's it's all things so that's pretty cool hope to hope to hear you more on the but, radio but they okay. think about that how many computers then since they've come out what the computer runs nowadays there ain't a car out there is it joe no that don't have at least four five six seven eight computers on most of them have a minimum of probably 10 to 12 yeah 10 to 12 yeah we talk about that all the time here i mean well you just take for instance a freightliner truck it has a computer that runs nothing but the exhaust system it has a computer runs nothing but the motor and a body control and a body mod- control module and it has a ABS transmission module, module a abs module goes on it even on. has an air module that takes that runs all the air module stuff i mean you just think you know you're looking at seven to 15 computers on a new car and they all have to talk to one another they well, all use one data communication line who wants it that we have, have priorities on who gets to I'm talk trying to think it wasn't ryan it was somebody else who was on with mark uh with gary henry mark um He's he's down here on uh, University now, right now. His place burned out. Uh, Gary uh, Gary uh, Henry 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 Atkins. Atkins. Henry Atkins was talking about changing a rear bumper and how easy that used to be, and now mm, ain't no more. It's got you got like all of this computer stuff that's in it because you know it's backing up. It's got the monitors for backing up. Yeah, it's got the park assist monitors. Got yeah, a backup it's got all camera. kinds of stuff. It's got a lighting. Uh, a lot of the the trailer plugs and all that are integrated into the bumper. You have to take that out, and that's wired into the truck direct for the trailer wiring. Well, just look at putting a headlight in a Cadillac. Joe. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you got disassembled car, you know, to put one of the new HI headlights in them, and it's just a you know, and they're not cheap to buy. I've been doing this long enough in duck heads for like forty years. I never thought the day would come where a customer would call and say, I need an estimate to replace a right headlight bulb yeah. in my BMW. 
An estimate. An estimate. Because they're price checking. Yes. Because bumper cover's got to come off, and then you're like, well, you know, once it comes off and you can get to it, we'll test it and see if it's the ballast or it's the HID bulb. If it's the ballast, the price is going up. If it's a bulb, it's one price. If you know, and some of these bulbs are one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred fifty dollars piece to buy them, and you can't even touch them with your fingers putting them in. If you do it, it ruin them. Yeah, you get your oils on. That's it. it. Blow that's, the bulb. That's well, it. I had one in the Cadillac that the ATI with module was bad, mm-hmm. and I went to buy a light assembly, and it was eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, because it comes with an assembly. Yeah. Whoa. You get it. And I bought I, I bought one from Sunny a used, and I paid eight hundred dollars for it. Yeah, so your guy comes in. And he says, "Well, I got one headlight bulb bad. You you got three hours labor. Pull the bumper cover off. Put it back on. And say, well, you think we ought to do the other one while we're in there? I would. Yeah, because they're both the same age. Yeah, yeah. One, you know, and and how many how many have you seen duck come in? The guy says, "I'm driving down the road, and my low beams just went out. Yeah, all of, just went out all at all once. once. <laughs> I tell the guys, well, you know, I bet you twenty bucks you've been riding around for six months with one of them burned out. Yep. Now the other one just went out. Now you ain't got none." Yep. High beams only. So, sure enough, we'll check them and have two bad bulbs. Two bad bulbs in it, yep. That's how the lights go out all at once. You just run around on half of them because we don't have vehicle inspections anymore. That's no. correct. Only person that inspects your vehicle is the police. Yeah, and they'll stop and you if they see very, you know, They'll let you slide on a headlight, but if you got a license plate light out, you're getting pulled over, I guarantee Instantly, you. Instantly, you they come by. That's because they can't read your plate. Nah, that's because they, they want to mess see with that. you. That's just because they want to mess with you. Have you heard that you're getting we're getting new license plates because there's they've got all kinds of material now implanted in the license plates? Well, I know we're getting I know they've changed license. the driver's license to change, but the plates themselves evidently have some things on them now that they didn't have before. And if you notice, you'll be getting new plates in the mail uh, as the year goes well, on. You know, most of the law enforcement now already have the visual ids where even if yeah. if you're if you're if if the law enforcement meets you you go by it can read your tag when you go by yeah goes to a database and they can tell if that car is stolen or if it's wanted for suspecting something or if you're uh, uh hadn't paid your parking tickets or you hadn't failure to appear mm-hmm. and that car's registered to you and you'll Oop. see that car flip around he'll come catch you but he read that tag when it went by yeah how did he read your tag when it went by? Takes a picture of it with the camera in there. Computer does it all, and it links it to the computer. It's beep, in beep, his beep. car. It's, it's in, in his, his database. Yeah. Every one of them got laptop. Not, they yeah. all have laptops in them. The, the cameras in the cars. Yeah, they're yeah. mounted. You knew this already. Yeah, yeah they were mounted. How did I not know this? You ain't been stopped enough. Yeah, you haven't <laughs> been in a car. <laughs> I haven't been stopped. And that's he good. he but, hasn't put you in the right front seat, Dave. That's I, interesting. And they're on a mountain. They'll fold them down to where you can't see what's up there on the screens and and. I've been uh, stopped lately by one of the Arkansas's finest. I was doing uh, 71 and a 55 on the three lane, up 67, 160, or, excuse me, Highway 5. and uh, Going by my house? No, it's past that. Okay. Yeah, it's up there in three lane by my house. That's probably nah. three miles from my driveway. Okay. Yeah, I know a, where you're that's at. That's a pricey ticket today. You know what that ticket cost, Dave? No. $315. Holy cow. I was going 71 and a 55. Okay. They appreciate it. 16 mile an hour over. Did they send you a thank you letter? Uh, no. They didn't. <laughs> they sent him, don't let but us anyway, catch you doing this again. I was just, I was just no, putting the no, word let, out there. Let us catch you doing yeah, this if again, you're, please. If you're speeding, the prices of speeding tickets have gone up. Uh, they used to be like 100, 100 and a quarter, and now they're way, way high now. So 
that sign says, you know, the speed limit, don't go over 10 mile an hour over that because that's what he said. If he said, you stay under 65, I'll never stop you. Okay. 71, I got to. All right. Yeah. Take a, take a break. we got to get a break in. Hey, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you want to stop and think about that. It can be one of those irreversible mistakes you can make that can cost you tens of thousands of dollars in retirement money. Uh, the decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. That's why you'll uh, want to uh, attend an educational maximizing Social Security class Friday, July the 13th with David Lucas from the David Lucas Show right here on 101.1 The Answer. The workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registration is 18 bucks, includes a 34-page workbook maximizing your Social Security benefits. Seeing is limited. Uh, call 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690, or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, uh, Joe, tell me, BM, B&M Oil, you still uh, getting your oil from them? <coughs> Chevron Haviland, best stuff on the market, Dave. All right. Yeah, we're getting uh, uh, Angel still service enough taking care of us delivering it whenever it needs whatever we need we do using the e-pack so if your car holds 4.7 quarts we can put 4.7 quarts and charge you for it and there's no waste same thing with the uh they got all the grades as far as uh synthetic conventional high mileage all the weights anything you need we got it just uh all i can tell you superior product chevron haviland's been around for years killed a brand for a while they brought it back but the same company that owns this today is 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 the same folks B and M that used to be Standard Motor Oil. You know that Rockefeller. That, that's that's where that's where the <laughs> that's where the oil that they're selling come from. That's if you follow the chain down, it was it began back then, and today it's Chevron, Avalon. So yeah, they turned their they're, they turned their uh, their scientists loose on it, and they've and got, it's got it. deposit shield yeah. in it, so it won't it, build up and, and and sludge up, right, Doc? It has a little everything in it. I yeah, mean, I'm telling you, anything awesome. they can make a motor last long. That's why you see, well, just like your car, Dave's got what two hundred some thousand miles on it, uh, about two hundred seventy thousand now. My old red truck had put a motor in it last week. I know. Now you had over six hundred thousand miles. Five hundred eighty-seven thousand. Right? Okay, so I was close. Well, it was probably due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it was due for and a new motor. I bought it from Sonny's. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I called our I called our day and said, "Hey, I need a five three. He said, "I got one with one hundred and twenty one thousand miles." I said, uh, "Send it to me." Broke in there. Yeah, yeah, we put we put that one in the uh, two thousand nine Corolla, and it only had fifty six thousand miles on it. So that you know, plus they got a three year warranty, parts mm-hmm. and labor, and yeah. unlimited mileage on it. So for three years, I ain't worried about that motor at all. I'm shooting for another six hundred thousand out of those. Well, days. go for it. You know, you just get. It's like my suv i i like my suv i'm used to riding around in that suv my seat fits fits you know fits my butt just the way i want it to fit my butt well you put a few miles on it and get it broke in yeah absolutely and i enjoy riding around it it's great great little car uh you know once we got the transmission taken care of Mm -hmm. (laughs) i use it for running parts and that's what robert uses for i mean he runs parts in it but uh like today he's been to little rock back three times a day yeah, I actually been to Diamond over in North Lorac on forty, a couple hundred miles a day. a day. Yeah, at least yeah. you know, it don't, and it don't take long to put a bunch of miles on one. Now, before we got started today, didn't you tell me you wanted to give away another vacuum cleaner? Yep. 
We got another fifth caller. You know, no dry wet dry vac. Yep, this one that sits on gallon? five gallon bucket. Yep. Okay. I think I got three left. To, okay, so to, we're going to give one of those away yep. right now. You got to come to uh, Dickie's to Evans on uh, four hundred eight Watson Street in Benton and have your driver's license. Okay, you can give that information to to Russ to Russ and uh, make sure he has it. So eight two three zero nine six five. Fifth caller. Fifth caller. Fifth caller. So be a fifth, fifth caller, caller and guys. get that. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Fifth caller eight two three zero nine six five. What dry vac is yours? And the phones are ringing, so don't be late. Don't, That's right. You better call now if you want to get in on this. Just I'm right. just let you know. Okay, eight two three zero nine six five. Fifth caller. Fifth caller, Russ. Just so you know, <laughs> what dry vac? That's what we're giving. I didn't name it. He did. I, I didn't. I was just repeating what you guys said. Yeah, I know. I, I, understand. I was running on 10, but I said I'd better cut it in half. Ooh, okay. Russ gives me the bad evil eye when yes. I, when, when yeah, I go much He don't much like above. those 10 and 12s, man. <laughs> when I go much above that, he, he, he throws an eagle out through the window at me. So. I get you. Hey, coming up in the next hour, folks from Hortons are going to be here. They're bringing Dr. Porcelli cool. in with them. I believe, I may be wrong, I think he is a um, neurosurgeon. Cool. I think he works on spines and things of that nature. That should be very interesting to hear Sounds what he like has to say. Things are changing. I mean, very, very quickly, things oh, yeah. are changing with technology. Robocop's coming. Well, I, I was telling. Well, I was telling you about Hortons down yeah. downstairs. Now uh, they have a 3D printer, and not in the very near future, because they're just waiting for some tweaks done to the materials that they're going to use. Once these materials have the hardness and strength that they want, no longer will they cast molds and things anymore. Mm-hmm. They will take a device and scan. Measure. They will scan, you know, where the amputation was and feed it into the computer, computer push a button, and, and it will drop that stuff out. A, uh, have you ever seen one of them work, Dave? Uh, you know, yeah, it, I it, seen one. It'd do a prosthetic, right? The there. guy's got one, he and it'll fit you perfectly. Mm-hmm. He was making these slide plates that goes on the side of a uh, boom truck, and uh, he said, "Come on in there, I'm gonna show you how this thing works." And I went in there, and, and it's got this little old stream of, of plastic stuff look like coming out, and it just and he got through, and it. How did it do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I thought, man, cool. How in the world, you know? But he, it was neat the way he it. When he got through, it was perfect. Got a winner? Yeah, we got Bob Hendricks out of Cabot. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hey, Bob. I'm good. How are you, sir? Doing great. You got yourself a uh, wet dry vac. It comes with a five-gallon bucket. I'm going to let uh, Duck tell you exactly where you go to pick this up at, okay? Are you there, Bob? You He's go, there. You're going to go to 408 Watson Street in Benton. And uh, go in and see right. Dickie and take your driver's license with you because you'll need it. Gotcha. And you got if you can write this phone number down. If you get lost, it's five zero one seven seven eight six five four four. All right. I'll, I'll think I get, I'm, I'm behind the wheel, so hopefully I remember that. Okay. <laughs> All right. What Bob. kind of car are you driving? Well, you're driving there, Bob. Uh, I had a 2015 F-150 with a 2.7 uh, Eco Boost. Yeah, it's a good truck. You like it? I love it. I got 95,000 miles on it and haven't had an issue. Now, that's good. You keep keep getting it serviced properly, and it'll last you a long time. Are you are you out there in the corridor of death yet? 
I yeah, I, I just got on it. <laughs> Both hands on the wheel. Yes. I was out there this morning. I had to go to Cabot and pick up a part from T-Rex. And <laughs> we appreciate you, Bob. We Thank appreciate you, Bob. you, Bob. We'll talk to you later, Bob. Thanks for yes, playing sir. and calling in. Yes, Thank sir. you. Yeah, that, Thank that you. works out for you, and we're glad to be able to do that. Man, we're guys, we're out of time. I know that. It goes fast. Yes. Isn't that amazing how fast it that went? It, very amazing. Yeah, it goes quick. It goes really, really Jay's quick. Jay's setting in for everybody yeah. out there because he's thinking about doing this with his group. And you want to say anything about that right now, or are you going to keep it a yeah, trade what is secret this group? right now? Well, it's, it's called B&I, and we're a chapter. And it's a set of business partners uh, that are one per industry allowed in this chapter. And we actively network and do business with each other. Uh, it is a very good process to make this happen uh you're looking out for each other you find people that you trust that to do business and good business and you put them in their group and then you go out and uh help them find other business uh uh, by doing so you're showing that you're a good guy also you're helping them build their business and they come back and reciprocate the other (laughs) way uh there's it's a worldwide organization there's chapters in probably 50 countries now uh uh, a couple of million people wow. are part of this. Uh, U.S. I think is over two hundred thousand. Very good. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, why he's setting in today and uh, getting a feel for this because he might be uh, a regular here in the near future. So that 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 really great sounding radio voice that you're hearing, you got a great voice for radio. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, thank you. Uh, bottom line is that you may be hearing him more on Saturdays. That's just it. so you'll know. Hey guys, we're out of time. I gotta get Hortons in here. We got a, a I think a neurosurgeon coming on, and I'm really interested to hear what they, he has to say. Porcelli is his name, I believe. You need to get Tori Alderman up here. He's a foot doctor. He was okay. over at the he Hortons was, the other day. He's been on my show, man. Oh really? Yeah. He yeah. said, "You know that duck?" Yeah, I said, "Yeah." He says, "That guy just doesn't listen." <laughs> All right, no. We got more. We got more coming your way. Stick around. News is next. Thanks. <laughs> All right, final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day. We're closer to Friday than we were on Monday. That's always a good thing. By the way, did you realize that Saturday is the last day of June? That's right. We start the middle month of 2018 on, uh, on Sunday. It's amazing. In fact, a week from today is the 4th of July. I, it just does not seem possible to me. Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm looking over. Rebecca Cox is here. She's sitting over here. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking over. I'm looking over at, at her, and uh, she's from Hortons, and I just wanted to give her some information that I know that she, need, she absolutely needs to know. Six months to Christmas. Oh, don't even talk about that right now. <laughs> You're going to start stressing me out. Ouch. Six months <laughs> to Christmas. Especially when it's 187 degrees outside. <laughs> it's only 95. just feels like it's 118 out. You know, it's, it's just 95 awful. degrees. It is hot outside. It really is. And it's going to be hot inside today. This is a time that I always enjoy. I love bringing doctors on my show. And Dr. Phil Priscelli is going to be on with us uh, during uh, this hour. He is a neurosurgeon. Well, where do you do you practice at, Doc? So I practice mainly at Arkansas Surgical Hospital across okay. the river. I know um, exactly where uh, is that. Where Doctor Heffley's at? Yes, sir. You yep. got it. Okay. Bone and Heffley and and, and good the crew people. there. Good people. Very they good are people. very good. People. It, it really helps when you have a physician-owned hospital. It, it's run very well. Let me let me tell everybody a, a great story about that hospital. They wanted to expand. They wanted to get bigger. And guess who told them they couldn't? A uh, former senator. Oh. here in in arkansas by the name of blanche lincoln 
Really? Yeah. She had she had worked uh, about the Affordable Care Act, and part of the Affordable Care Act would not allow them to expand. Right. They put a, I think, a moratorium on uh, on those that were existing and yes. those that were going to be built. But you know, l- luckily, uh, after 2016, that got changed. It's a great, great hospital. It is. But they could have they could have moved on to do bigger and better things sooner. Right. 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 But the government got in the way. They, they, Something that we always talk about here on this show, never let the governor, or the government, not the governor, but the government, <laughs> as much as possible, get involved into your health care. Exactly. Exactly. And everything else, for that matter. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Truly, yeah. yeah. I think Thomas Jefferson, you know, he said it best. Government that can give you everything can also take it all away. That's exactly you right. Know? And that's been repeated by several presidents. Yeah. Uh, Ford was big on talking about that as well, although he believed in bigger government. Yeah, that's true. You know, for people who believed, uh, if he believed that statement, he wouldn't have helped pass a lot of the (laughs) crap that he passed. All right, with that said, you're a neurosurgeon. Explain to my listeners what a neurosurgeon does. So neurosurgeons are basically the mechanics of the nervous system, your brain, your spinal cord, the nerves after they exit your spine that go in your arms and legs. Mm-hmm. So overall, you know, most neurosurgeons are cranial, meaning brain brain surgery. Uh-huh. And then there's a good portion of us that focus on the spine, and that, and that's what my subspecialty is. Is I'm I'm a neurological spine surgeon with you know neurosurgery training. Okay, used to be. I mm-hmm. mean, look, I'm 65, so I'm like. I used to go to work on a brontosaurus, all right, like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> the bottom line is, is that that form of surgery has made leaps and bounds in the last decade alone. Very much so. It, it has. There's a lot of the technologies, the devices that are being used for just spine surgery, um, even the navigation equipment. So the imaging that are that is used in operations now, you could basically see a three-dimensional picture of the brain within the head itself so that when you're planning your surgery you know exactly where to put your incision you know exactly where you're going there's no guesswork anymore and uh that's that's like mind-boggling science fiction movies now are like science fact exactly exactly it's truly 21st century uh medicine and and just healthcare and and surgery so as computers become faster Mm -hmm. and stronger all of this becomes exponentially better, correct? correct. That's, that's a good way to put it. Exactly, exactly. Everyone benefits from it, I mean, truly. Okay, as a surgeon, I mean, you depend on your hands. Yes. I bet you you put your hands out and they don't shake like mine do. You know, I need <laughs> a drink. So the <laughs> bottom line is is that you can get in and do some very, very close-up work. You wear the, the glasses with yep. the little magnifiers on it the, loops, the whole nine yep, years yep, and all that, right? Yep, yep. We actually use microscopes. Now, we'll, we'll bring in a whole intraoperative microscope to magnify and get everything to, to where you need to see it. How, how difficult is it to get used to working on something so small mm-hmm. that you're looking through a microscope at it. it it takes it definitely takes a while when it comes to hand-eye coordination so you know usually your junior years which are the first couple years in training you're getting acclimated to the microscope and your loops themselves but then it doesn't take long to get that feel and what you're seeing to put it all together and uh, it, it happens fairly quickly it, it really does 
Okay, so did you see the movie Doctor Strange? Yes. Okay, so are you like Doctor Strange? What kind of music do you play in the operating room? So I listen to everything. Of course, number one's country. (laughs) Coming from Arkansas, even though I don't sound like it, I'm I'm a country guy. I have my own playlist. But uh, but you know, aside from that, I like hard rock. You know, when it comes to you know, not the newer stuff, but you know, my my era in high school was alternative music. You know, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam. So smells like Teen Spirit while you're operating on somebody's spine. It's crazy. Okay, it's crazy. You know, uh, but usually when I put all in the screws and the rods, when it's that time, uh-huh. it's go time. So then we crank it up and put some, you know, Breaking Benjamin and some, of the, some, some, some of the newer bands on. I'm so, liking so that. Everyone, we have a good time. We, we really do. But everyone knows what they're doing and you pay attention, but it's nice to have that music. But when, you know, when patients come in the room, I'll ask them, what kind of music do you like? And we'll go ahead and play that as you're coming in. But then when you go to sleep, it's. I become the DJ. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, but I do. I still like to put together my own playlist, even though Amazon you can do it and a few of the others. But I like to put my own you know playlist together. So I have everything from OR one all the way down to OR twenty, and it depends on what mood I'm in. And everyone can tell it's like, oh, you know, he's serious today. He's got an OR you know ten through twenty. That's the hard rock stuff. Or you know, he's in a light mood. Okay, those are country and pop and more of the softer you know. Okay, music. so I, I, I just want to challenge you okay the next time that you have a big operation coming up wear your dr strange costume <laughs> i need to get one first i know i need a cape i need a fan that thing's fancy yeah it got really the big, is the big collars Comes up. The, the back collars and hey cut dracula you know it's like coming in there <laughs> you walk in and do that be great that would be I, just I wonderful do, actually that's a good idea for halloween maybe i should i'll, I'll, I'll have to do that you know get Show the up, amulet get the amulet yeah i didn't know much about dr strange till i you know watched the movie i thought it's kind of a neat concept you know losing the function of his hands but then he becomes this you know superhero type, type of a character i thought it's kind of cool can astro travel and the whole, the whole right. nine yards right, yeah exactly because he's so smart and then he found out that he thought he was god but he's really not god surprise and figured it out exactly you know, it took him a while to do that exactly so our guest is dr phil porcelli is that did i say it right you said it right that's the I, correct right. I want to make sure that's okay here, let me say it correctly porcelli porcelli i got hey, it right okay so good. what is the biggest advancement that you think has happened in say just the last five years working with this i mean it used to be Mm -hmm. they didn't really know that much about nerves correct now they know a lot about nerves correct how they grow how they regenerate the whole nine yards right right I, i think one of the biggest advancements is what's coming out with stem cells um, okay. You know, especially what, because w- when you break it all down, you know, say for like a spinal cord injury, for example, you know, someone that has a cut through their spinal cord and they become paralyzed, that's just a gap in the pathway, the basically the, the interstate. And if you could find a way to bypass that the gap. The ability of talking. Right. Correct. Ability, okay. Exactly. And so if you could find a way to bypass that, then the function below, I mean, the muscles are still okay. The nerves that go in those legs are okay. It's just that disconnect that needs to be fixed. And so what they're working on right now is trying to, you know, develop stem cells and that kind of therapy to regenerate the basically the billions of pathways that are going through there to channel, you know, the, the transmission from the brain down to the leg so that they can function the right way and there's there's a few you know there's a, there's a few cases that are showing some promise you know in europe but you know they haven't haven't really heard much about here you know in, in the u.s but that that, that that i think over the next 5 10 15 years is, is going to get some headway do you think that how far are we just just ballpark mm-hmm. all right how far do you think we're away from the person who's had that type of an injury mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to go in kind of like in star trek or 
or uh, Star Wars, whatever, and mm-hmm. they got a little device, and you know, they're right. running it along their spinal cord, and they're going to be able to, to to heal that. Heal that. I would say within the next probably fifty years. I mean, I, that's, I, that's, I, you I know, that pretty, sounds like a long time, but that's not that long it, a time. Exactly. I can say I'm sixty-five. <laughs> Doesn't seem like I wasn't sixteen very long ago. Right. Right. You know how right, it goes. Right. 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 I mean, if you think about it, you know, fifty fifty years ago what was it nineteen sixty seven nineteen sixty eight. I mean, even then, we didn't have CAT scan. We didn't have MRI. No. You know, even the didn't fancy have computers. We didn't have, we didn't have computers, exactly. <laughs> didn't have cell phones. You didn't have cell phones, you know, <laughs> which was probably a good thing. You know, I was like, I wish we'd go back to landlines, paying cash, yeah. and you know, not being able to get a hold of people. Yeah, you don't want to go back to party lines. No, so. no, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Rotary phone. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, no, you, you don't want to do this. You get all the way. It's like, oh, i got to go through this all over again. This yeah. isn't good. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. But, you know, there's a lot of the advancements in science – have been incredible they have in the last what what did i hear last 70 years we've increased our knowledge by more than from when man first appeared on the face of the earth it's mine it, it, it is baffling how much information that has been amassed and what and all of the advancements like the you have the industrial age but this technological age has superseded i think the industrial age by far compared to what it's done to the world good and bad unfortunately yeah. but you know, it's just the way it's the way it's it's, it's where it is. But we're true. We're in the future. I mean, we really are. Uh, w- w- what we deal with from day to day can't get away from our phones, our devices. You know, I mean, government doesn't need to put chips in us. We have our phones. They could track us anywhere. You know, we, that's yeah. exactly right. I mean, we, People don't realize there is no privacy anymore. There is a big brother is watching always, I mean, no matter what. So, you know, we have a rule in our family. Never record or videotape or take a picture of anything you don't want the world to see. Well, that's true. You know, it's, it's true. Just and, stick with that. You're good. And even now, you don't really have to do that. Your phone is always listening. It is. It is. I did a whole. Too, I did, an, I did an hour. I did an hour of that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the two other guests that I had in here that day walked out totally freaked out <laughs> because they didn't realize your phone is always listening don't always. you ever wonder about why you can be talking about something and all of a sudden then 20 minutes later you start getting ads mm-hmm. bingo just like when you're surfing the web yes it's putting everything together it's listening it's listening it tracks your movements you know you could look in your phone and see where you were right five minutes ago if you're driving it's, it's i'm looking at becca becca's freaking out she's like oh my gosh she's freaking out over there look <laughs> at her she can, she's gonna start go- Running down the wall, the hallway screaming all of a sudden. We need to take a break. We'll be back with more. The doctor and I are going to be back. You mind taking calls? Sure, I'll take calls. If you got calls about, uh, you know, maybe you got back problems or whatever, and maybe you've talked to a doctor about surgery, or, and, and he says, well, we, this and this and this and this, and maybe you need some clarification. Now, he's not going to prescribe, and he's not going to diagnose, all right? He can't do that on the radio, but he can talk to you about it. 823-0965. That's this, the, name, uh, the, the number here, Dave Ellswick Show, 823-0965. 20 after 5 on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Aero Plumbing, I've been talking about all their guarantees that they, they live with and that they work under and that they make sure that you're well taken care of. Here, let me, let me just talk about this one, the 100% satisfaction guarantee. Uh, this is the best part of the guarantees that they have. If you're not 100% satisfied with the service that Aero Plumbing has provided, they'll refund all of your money. You can't get any better than that. Uh, if you're not happy with what they've done, 
uh, then you can ask for a full refund and they will give it to you. If the plumber smokes or, and this is because of Earl, all right, Earl's a great Christian guy. If one of his workers swears in your house, you don't have to pay for the service. Just the way it is with uh, Aero Plumbing. And if a repair fails in your first year, they'll repair it again at no charge to you. That's Aero Plumbing. That's the reason why they're the best plumbing uh, business around. That's why I tell you, go call them when you need some help. That's who I use whenever I need help. I've told you years ago about how they saved me hundreds of dollars by not digging up my front yard when another plumbing place wanted to do that and found uh, it was just a regulator that I needed, changed the pressure regulator. It was right up by my house. It was about an $8 piece, and the other plumber wanted to dig up my front yard. Arrow Plumbing, arrowplumbing.net. That's where you go. Get all the information of how to contact them. That's Arrow Plumbing. All right, our guest, Dr. Phil Portelli, is in the studio with us today. He's a neurosurgeon. His specialty is on spinal work. And if you have a question for him, if you'd like to talk to him about it, 823 Now, remember, he can't diagnose anything on the air. You would have to go in, sit down with him, and talk with him and in an office visit for that to happen because he's going to want to see and probably see x-rays and all kinds of stuff. So bottom line, if it's just a, a normal, you know, kind of general question, he can, he can field that. Do people get the wrong idea about spinal surgery now when they see all these ads on TV about mm-hmm. one little inch incision and we can fix your spine? I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, you see a lot of these commercials and these advertisements for these quote-unquote laser spine centers. Um, and you can't, you can't truly decompress a nerve with a laser. That's pure and simple. You, you just can't do it. Um, you know, my, my gut feeling is it's more of a bait-and-switch tactic. You know, it brings them in. Oh, they look at the images. Oh, you know, laser's not going to help you, but we can do this. We can do this procedure, which is basically every procedure I do and other minimally invasive spine mm-hmm. surgeons. Um, I think, I mean, there, I think there's some validity and usefulness for, for parts of it, but I think, I think the general population, it, there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to that. Yeah. So you might not still be able to walk your dog is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah. You're not going to walk out <laughs> with that little tiny bandaid and you know, you have that guy with that picture bill of health on the commercial. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's great marketing. It, it really is. It really is. But I mean, but, Maybe they do help. I haven't been to one. I don't know anyone that works at them. But, yeah, you're definitely not going to just you know, jump off the bed and start walking your dog and working out and doing all kinds of stuff after after any back surgery. I mean, you got to take it easy. All right. uh, yeah, you really do. Well, let's talk to Keith. Keith is on a cell phone. Hey, Keith, how are you? Say hi to the doctor, and uh, what's your question? Uh, hey, Dave and uh, Doc. Just curious. I've heard advertised about getting your atlas adjusted, and I just wondered if there's anything to that. I'll hang up and let you talk. No, I appreciate it. Get your atlas. Sure. I mean, adjust it. I would assume they're talking about your first cervical vertebrae, which is the the technical term is atlas. Uh Um, It's, you know, it's usually a bone that, you know, some chiropractors or even some osteopathic, you know, physicians can do manipulation for. So I'm sure it wouldn't be a bad idea, but I I mean, I haven't heard of, you know, atlas adjusted. So I I, I can't say much more on that. Sorry. Okay. So if, for instance, something that I've noticed as I've gotten older is that I have a my neck 
pops and creaks and all kinds of stuff. Is mm-hmm. that normal? That is very normal. That is oxygen, time, and gravity. Okay. Work, work, working on your 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 frame. Yeah. yeah. So right. it's, as long as it's not horribly painful, that's a very normal. That's a very normal. That doesn't finding. hurt yeah. at yeah. all. It just kind of freaks you out sometimes you turn your head and pop pop yeah you know kind of a loud pop and it's it's probably not as loud as it sounds it just sounds loud inside your head right exactly exactly because that that reverberation can be picked up by your nerves and it's it feels like it probably sounds louder than 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 actually is all right Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get the uh, the news it's coming up here on the dave ellswick show if you have a question 823-0965 Dave Ellswick Show on The Answer. All right, back with you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. We're sitting here talking about Bruce Lee, of all things, <laughs> and Brandon Lee. But uh, bottom line is that uh, we have a, ga- a guest in the studio. Phil Porcelli is here. He is Dr. Porcelli. He is a neurosurgeon. If you have questions about back surgery, here is the man to ask the question to, A two three zero nine. Six five eight two three zero nine six five is the number. Doc, let me go back. Something I talked to you in the bl- the break about. I see a lot of people, a lot of kids do this. Uh, they might lie on the floor, and somebody will get behind them and press on their spine, and you'll hear it, it sounds like a bowl of Rice Krispies crunch. <laughs> you know, right? Or you hook arms, yep. and you you pick the other person up and you shake them and crack their back, right? Good or bad? It's not. I would say bad overall. Um, you know, when you're when you're popping and you're cracking the back and the and the joints, it's nothing ever good can really come of it. Other than yeah, you feel it might feel better and you you you, you fixed yourself. But what's really happening is something underlying is going on. You have you know muscle dysfunction. Something is causing that joint to to become like it is. And when you try to you know get it so it's not restricted, it's going to go back again. You know, and so it, it really is. It, it's a testament of maintaining good tone, flexibility, and core strength. It, so it the is. more crunch that you get, mm-hmm. the worse your back really was when you started. Exactly. Is what you're saying exactly. I mean, there's there's not a lot of studies to to, to show that. Um, if there are, I probably need to look them up. But uh, truly, from what I've seen, yeah, the, the more popping you do, the, the more damage you're doing to your back. All right, mom, dad, just. Give you a little heads up here. Young guy and gal out there, a little, little heads up here. Right. You might not want to do it. You know, there's, a, there's some stuff to that whole thing about, yep. you know, probably not a good thing to do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, not, not repetitive over time is not a good thing. It really isn't. All right. So let, let's talk, touch on a few things that I know people have been talking about over the last uh, few years. Uh, football. Mm-hmm. Spinal injuries with football. Right. Uh, I played football for years when i was younger and with a whole lot less protection than what they have now right uh if you had to talk to a parent today i believe you can still play the game and play it safely Mm -hmm. you just need to understand you don't lead with your head when you're tackling correct and you know and i agree and i've you know i've thought about this too is Yes, there's a lot of protection and helmets. They're being more refined, and there's a lot of changes. But what really is down down to the core is that you have these young guys that think they're immortal and nothing's going to hurt them, mm-hmm. and so they actually hit harder. I mean, if if you look back 
when football, you know, and even before the NFL, I mean, when you with the leather and the in the pads, those guys tackled like rugby players. And look at rugby players. You mm-hmm. don't see them getting paralyzed and hurting themselves because they know how to tackle. They know what to do. Here we have basically projectiles and these guys just coming out of nowhere and hitting as hard as they can and not thinking through it. And I think I think that's I think that's the damage that's being done is it won't really change much uh, until you either just stop playing the game or or you know they choose something different. Keep throwing flags when Keep, you lead with the head. I, I, you know you spear somebody, exactly. you should be out of the game. You really should. You really should. I mean, you know, in high school when I played, you know, I was I was the size I was, I was more of a lineman. I was the smallest lineman, but you know, I had, we had guys on the team that was just they were secondary. I mean, they would spear people. I mean, we, there was actually a few who just call them the spear. Because they do, they lead with that wow. head, and and luckily I never saw someone go paralyzed on the field. But I bet it, I bet their necks look pretty bad now. <laughs> now I, I will say that we used to say that we played for the lights. Yep. Now what we mean, what I meant by that is that we would try to hit somebody so hard that inside your head it looked like lightning went off. It really does. And I will never forget being on the punt team and running down that field. Someone just clocked me, and yeah. I saw blue. And next thing you know, I was on the <laughs> sideline on the opposite side, shaking my head like, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what, what <laughs> no, hit you. No. What was, name, what was the name on the side of that truck? <laughs> All right, Bill is in Carlisle. Hey, Bill, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. You got a, a question for Dr. Phil here? Yes, I do. How you doing, Dave? Hi, Doc. How you doing? Hey, Bill. I'm doing good. How are you? Well, uh, not good because that's kind of a reason I'm calling. That makes sense. I had back surgery uh, probably, I guess, is around 2012. And it, in my opinion, it, it didn't really do me any good. Okay. And now, about two years ago, I started having problems with my neck. Okay. And I went. And it's been several years ago. Went to another neurologist, and he said that my uh, vertebrae is pressing against my spinal cord in your neck. And there's nothing that he could do. Yes, okay. in my neck. And I'm guessing because of the back surgery, maybe that started causing my problems with my neck. I'm not sure. But I guess my question is, how do I get? Uh, I want to come see you. Sure. And maybe you can help me out. Oh, most definitely. So, you know, the best the best way to do that is either you yourself can make a referral or you have your family doctor make a referral to my office. I'm at the, the Little Rock Neurosurgery Clinic at uh, 5 uh, St. Vincent Circle, Suite 502 here in Little Rock. Um, you know, the uh, website is uh, lrneuro.com. But you could either self-refer, you say, you tell the office you heard me on uh, the show or have your family doctor refer. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get you in fast, man. Do you have a, do you, you okay. have a pencil handy there? Yeah, yeah, Dave. Here, here's. I'm gonna have him give you a phone number, and then you okay, give him a, you give him a call. Okay, here's the number. You ready, my friend? Yes. Okay, it's area code five zero one. Okay. Five five eight. Okay. Zero two zero zero. Zero two zero zero. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll call you. I'll probably call you tomorrow, or maybe next day. Sounds good. All I'm right. Look, look forward to meeting you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye bye now. Yeah. That, when you say that you've got a vertebrae pressing against your spine, I mm-hmm. mean, you, can you kind of think about what the doctor might have seen? I try. It, it, it's hard because there's so many things that can cause compression okay. of the spinal That's cord. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Without seeing the pictures. 
Okay, no. so just know that that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. We uh, The interesting thing, though, is that a lot of imaging that, that we see in the office uh, is picked up incidentally. I mean, patients were having a totally different problem, but everyone knows to default to the MRIs of the spine. And we actually spend a lot of time explaining to patients that what you have on your imaging is a radiographic diagnosis. It's not a clinical diagnosis. Mm-hmm. What's causing your pain isn't coming from your spine. It's coming elsewhere. But, you know, that's our job to figure out, you know, what, what, what we can do and how, how we could fix it. But, um, but, yeah, there's a lot of issues that can, that can cause different things. What are some things that people can do day to day to try to lessen problems as they get older with their spine? The best, truly, the best activity you can do is get up and move. I would say sitting's a new smoking, unfortunately. Okay. You know? So, you know, you get up every 20, 30 minutes, you know, stand for about five minutes, take the pressure off of the, the discs in your neck and your back. That will help. And then on a, on a weekly basis, have find some strength program or some exercise program to work your major muscle groups two to three times a week. I mean, you got to keep that strength up because that takes the pressure off of your spine and your joints. Something that's been coming on over the last, I'd say, decade again is is weight training right do you think weight training is something that everybody should kind of look into i i think i think it has usefulness for everybody regardless of age but the hard part is is how to do it properly you know you see a lot of people that are doing crossfit um, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a very good idea unless you're a division one collegiate athlete and you have that lean muscle mass. But, you know, I'd say any form of free weights are probably the best uh, investment you can make. Not really machines. Machines put your body in unnatural positions. You want to use free weights, compound movements, basically the way the good Lord designed us to, 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 to go through the day, you know, lift, stand up, pick up things, you know, move, right. but, you know, free weights and, you know, just stretching and exercise. It, I would say of anything other than just strength training, not heavy stuff, but just, you know, keep the muscles strong is, you know, yoga, you know, that, that, that balance, you know, will help you. If you've never done it before, make sure to get yoga blocks. There you go. Yep. You'll need them. I'm just (laughs) telling you. All right. We need to take a break. We'll come back. We've got one more segment with the doctor. 823-0965 is the number. You can give him a call, ask him a question and uh, he'll give you a straight answer. If he can give you an in-depth answer, he will. If he can't, he'll just say, you know, you got to come in and see me about that because that's getting into specifics. Uh, 8230965. Don't forget about Horton's orthotics and prosthetics. You know, we talk about Horton's a lot here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, I have been talking about them for years now. Uh, and in the last uh, 12 years, I've been talking about them. Uh, the world of prosthetics and orthotics has changed radically. That's why over at their location on 12th Street that's been there since the 80s, they are now uh, tearing down the old building and building a brand-new state-of-the-art facility that has the latest technology for prosthetics and orthotics. While I was there last week, I was talking to Gary Horton, the, the patriarch of the business, and he showed me their new 3D printer downstairs. And it's going to be, I'm just saying, Technology just amazes me. As soon as the the material that they're going to use with this uh, 3D printer is strong enough to be used for prosthetics, uh, they will use a computer to uh, map your uh, you know the the amputation, feed it into a computer, and it will literally uh, build your prosthetic for you, and it will fit you perfectly. 
it is an amazing thing that's happening in this field and you know gary uh is is one of the the fathers of prosthetics of modern prosthetics and orthotics uh he's the guy who gave us the articulating knee he's he's a smart man and even he is blown away by the technology that's horton's orthotics and prosthetics providing a lifetime of uh, support let's take a break then we got another phone call when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, and let's get right to the phones uh, for Dr. Phil. We've got uh, Richard in Ferndale. Hey, Richard, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Say hi to Dr. Phil. Hey, Dr. Phil, how you doing? You said you're with uh, uh, Scott Bowen. Are you in his firm? Uh, no, sir. I'm with the Little Rock Neurosurgery <laughs> Clinic, but we, 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 do, we work with uh, Scott and the crew at, at Ash. Yeah, are you with Dr. Heffley? No, I'm with Dr. Thomas. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, just long story short is uh, I I broke my neck uh, three times in the last uh, six years. Oh boy! And uh, and, and I had failed because I have a, a, a issue with passing out with my blood pressure. But oh. I broke my C two, uh, three, four, five um, back in uh, January. Good grief! And I, I fractured my uh, or I didn't fracture it, but the, my spinal cord. Um, I, I I had a, a tear in it. And uh, I'm getting my strength back in my arms and everything. I was totally paralyzed wow. for about a month. But uh, is there anything that you can do for that? Um, I, I can. I I, I, I got. I, can, I got total mobility now. That's uh, good. I don't have no strength. Okay. Um, what What would What would they said that it would take up to a year to it get does. all my strength back? Uh, but what do you do with that? That's true. I, that's a good question. You know, when it comes to the just the function of the nervous system after an injury like that, uh, they're, they're correct. It could take up to a year, sometimes a year and a half to get the best you can. Sometimes you don't get the full strength that you once did be- before the injury. That's just, it, it, it's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, the best thing to do is keep firing those muscles and keep doing exercises. Never stop doing your exercises because when, when you continue that mind-muscle coordination and, you know, you have your brain send the transmission down your spinal cord out to the arms and legs you you want to keep you want to keep re-engaging that um it's one of the remember the old adage if you don't use it you lose it it's very true with the nervous system just like your mind Uh, yep yep exactly and you know but there's no surgery that can fix that no no sir not 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 right now okay well you answered my question but they just said to keep on exercising and it'll take up to a year but uh i'm I'm pretty pleased so far so anyway you answered my question all right, Richard, okay. keep up on it, brother. Keep on trucking. Best thing that you can do. Yep. Yeah, maybe you should talk about that. You don't have to tear your spine. You don't have to sever your spinal cord. You can take a, a blow mm-hmm. uh, to the, the spinal column or whatever mm-hmm. and a bruise. Exactly. And it, it can cause you not to be able to walk. Exactly. You know, for a good example is Ryan Shazier for the Steelers when he made that hit. He just went paralyzed from the waist down because he blew out either, you know, a disc or whatnot. And they fixed him and, you know, everyone saw him walk out during the NFL draft, but it took every ounce of his strength and energy to do that. But you're correct. I mean, once the damage is done, the impact, you can't change that. You just get it freed up and let your body try to try try to heal it on its own. I mean, a bruise can put what? Does it just put pressures in certain places on certain nerves or whatever? It does. So what happens is is the impact starts the process, and then an inflammatory reaction occurs, and those cells start to damage the, the neurons around them. So you do kind of a little bit of blood, the bruising, but the bruising itself, it, it goes away, but that, that clot that forms because of the bruise usually puts a lot of pressure on the nerves and the neurons. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, so it's, you it's, just gotta you gotta understand there's a lot more to this than you know yep. a destructive correct thing where you've literally you know broke the spinal column it, it, exactly exactly because a lot of the keys are is you have the primary insult which is the trauma and then the secondary insult which is the reaction of the body to the trauma and a lot of the protocols in hospitals uh, aside from what the ems and the first responders immobilize and they keep it from getting worse uh-huh. you know we get them when they get them to the hospital you, there are certain medications and there's certain parameters to keep other areas you know functioning the way they should so that those secondary mechanisms you know whether it be low blood pressure low blood flow you know inflammation you know try to keep those from damaging further you know to to, to keep it from spreading because if you don't you know finish itself off and you're really hosed see that's all what you just talked about this is all stuff that's been learned mm-hmm. over the, just the last few years exactly it? exactly it's, it's been it's usually probably the last 20 30 years uh, and it's gradually evolving and changing but it's because of you know all the you know the atls the advanced trauma life support and a, a lot of the studies that come out you know have shown that okay these are the steps that you need to take to prevent the secondary part of a spinal cord injury i mean you can never you don't we don't have a crystal ball we're not god we don't know when an accident's going to happen but when it does you know what to do to try to slow down the process from it getting worse. All right, Dr. Phil Porcelli is our guest. He's a neurosurgeon. Uh, he's over at uh, what, Arkansas Surgical Hospital, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Which is over in North Little Rock. North Little Rock. It's really, it's really, yeah, yeah. It's North Little Rock. People always think it's Mom L, but it's North Little Rock. Okay, yeah. so you're, it's over. It's over by uh, the Big Dam Bridge. Is in that area. Just kind of give exactly. You a, exactly. A, a ballpark area. Exactly. Uh, of where you would be going to, but uh, yeah, I. What are some things that you said stem cells research was something that you were, you know, watching fairly closely mm-hmm. because that's big, big things may come out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are what are what things are happening as far as uh, techniques mm-hmm. that are that are changing things for you all in the operating room? Right. So, you know, what, what a lot of people see now is, um, you know, advertisements and a lot of minimally invasive spine surgery where, you know, the incisions are smaller, there's yes. less tissue trauma, less blood loss, less post-operative pain, faster recovery. Those techniques are constantly evolving, and I think they're helping patients for the better. I mean, and let's face it, they're helping hospitals, too, because your patients leave sooner they don't stay as long and you know they make a little bit more money so everybody wins but um you know a lot of minimally invasive techniques are are getting better and better but then a lot of devices that are coming out you know a lot of the screws and rods you know those really haven't changed much it's it's metal it's titanium it's going to fix it you know they're all the same widget but um a lot of the artificial discs are pretty cool you know the 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 motion preservation uh devices that you fix the problem but at least you still give that patient a joint that still moves you know very very few patients are you know candidates for them but uh they're, they're they're showing some you know some some promise which is nice how about robotics robotics so in the operating room especially for you know neurosurgeons and you know, spine surgeons we have the uh the robots that can actually put screws in which is pretty slick uh you know we, we don't have one at ash because i i don't really firmly believe in them yet um but 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 they're getting better uh so that that's coming into the spine world aside from that we still do everything hands-on uh, we, we we still use our hands for for everything. I mean, you know, even surgeons, even with robotics, you've got to tell the robot what to do. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes a robot you can't 
people can say, yeah, well, you know, they have the robots do the prostate surgery and a few other of the surgeries, but I still don't think robots are to the point where it has that tactile feel that requires a human hand and the human brain to make a decision of what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 still, I still think we're a little bit far, far, far from using the robots for the delicate work that we do. All right. Yeah. So my listeners are listening to you. There's people out there that are going to be interested in talking to you. What's the phone number to call to set up an appointment to come in and see you, Don? Phone number is 501-558-0200, and it's uh, Little Rock Neurosurgery Clinic. We're there at the in the Blandford building on the St. Vincent campus. All right. Yeah. I like yeah. St. Vincent, one of my favorite hospitals. It is a good hospital. Well, I'll, I'll do bigger cases there You know that, that, that require a little, probably – that type of a setting for for, for some patients. Okay, yeah. but I know you guys at, at Ash have your own surgical suites and everything right, over right, there. Right, right, yeah. Majority and, of surgeries and all they do take at Ash. A, they take good care of you over there they, too. They do, they do. It's, it, it is. It's a very. It's a great hospital. It's the only hospital in Arkansas that has a double five star rating, and what that means is nursing, patient care, and then you know our infection rates are the lowest. So how, which is nice. How how lucky were you to get over there? I was lucky. I'll tell you. I mean, it, it was kind of a, kind of a long story, but you know, I've been practicing in Ohio the last seven years at a neuroscience at the Kettering Neuroscience Institute. You look about eighteen years old. I mean, come on. It's now. crazy. I'm for, I mean, I'm forty. Yeah. Are you yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's country living. You know, dude, kind, you look twenty four years old. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am not kidding. You. I appreciate it. 40 years old. 40 years old. Yep. Wow. Yep. Born in 1977. I've been practicing neurosurgery for 13 years now. Good yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. But, it's a, but it's a testament to, you know, I, I try to you know, stay healthy, eat, eat well, and, you know, exercise as much as I can and, and, and just live, live life the best you can, you know. God gives you the skills, and I can't say no to them. Gotta, there you go. Keep on working, you know. Keep so. on going. All right. <laughs> I appreciate you coming in, Doc. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. Oh, sure. Let's get you in in the near future. Uh, talk about specifics of things yeah. that are going on with the with the spine and what can be done. Again, the phone Great. number for Dr. Phil Porcelli, 501-558-0200. Wraps it up for the Dave Ellswick Show today. Back with you at 2 tomorrow. Governor's office in in the first hour. And the uh, female uh, power panel is in as well on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.